0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, uh, okay.
1: okay. That was good. Okay. Be
2: Live. Okay. okay. So, uh, so uh,
1: <laughs> today is
2: Saturday, March 24th, 2018. It is uh, session five of, uh, uh, of Communication uh, Mastery. And um, we're going to be dealing with the discipline of distinctions. We started it last week. But, uh, we're going to continue on and go all the way in on it. And uh, I just got to say that uh, uh, my man Tim's got a message for uh, all, uh, all husbands uh, the world over. Go ahead, Tim, yes. drop it.
3: Yes, all husbands, please listen to me very carefully. Do not screw up or forget your anniversary. This will help you. Go to your nearest tattoo parlor immediately and get that date tattooed somewhere in some special place so that you never, ever will forget or get in trouble ever again. That's the message. And also,
0: listen,
2: and also, if you, get, if you get married on Easter, you better remember that it's, you're going to have to celebrate it twice. Right, because
3: some people do not know that, and that will backfire on you
2: very badly.
3: Get a tattoo, man!
2: Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh man! I'm sorry, I didn't, come, I didn't record that conversation from when it started, but that was just beautiful. You can't, you can't, re, you can't copy that. You can't recreate it. You know? By the way, Thomas is on the phone. He's just on mute. What's up, bub? Yo, man, I just want you to know, man, I hated that you don't be talking in these calls, man. This, you just sitting there like this was uh, qualifying, man. You just, like, eavesdropping, <clears> man. Uh, you need to hear you because your speaking makes us think. But if you ain't going to talk, it's kind of like, oh, man, you know. So I'm just telling you, you know, please, in the future, find a place where you could actually talk. Because, uh, um, dude, come on, man, it's only once a week, you know. So, all right, anyhow, now I got that off my okay. chest. Oh, there he goes. All right. Watch out, All right,
3: I said, okay, huh? I'm just, I said, okay, it's
0: just, uh, <clears throat> uh my roommate's sleeping, so that's why I
1: always quiet in the morning. Yeah,
2: but we, we, we need to hear your voice, cause you say something and think things that make us sense, you know, so, uh,
1: you
2: know, uh, you're helping us get this program, you're helping me get it better at the delivering it, so yay, welcome. <laughs> He's here, yay! All right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so um, uh, um, Rebecca is not going to be here. She's got some technical difficulties. I'm not going to say why here because I don't want to remember it later, even though I still might anyhow. Who knows? Uh, I got a good memory. By the way, Tim, just to let you know, uh, I, I agree with you on the tattoo thing, but I can tell you, my first wife, we were married on, on August second, uh, two uh, 1986, so uh I remember days I didn't I don't have it tattooed anywhere, but I remember even though we've been divorced uh, since nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I got you, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 okay, so But you um, know what?
4: since, since you mentioned okay. that, Tony, um, I, I did get married. I got married young. Yeah. But then I got divorced young. And yeah. if someone were to ask me what day I got married, I wouldn't be able to tell you. It was sometime in May. I know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was in May, but which day, and the beginning of May, but mm-hmm. exact day I would not be able to tell you. So. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that, that's just like another lifetime ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I this if, I was still,
4: if, if I were still married and I could not remember, yeah. then then that would be a terrible thing, but but
2: Yeah, yeah right. I
4: got you. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Moving, moving so,
2: along. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to I wanna put that in and it 'cause I wanted to like rub it in Tim's, you know, face just a little bit <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, hey, guys! Remember, remember when we were young, like elementary? We do something bad, If she could give it a yeah. talk and make write something on the board. Like I can yeah. see myself right now, just writing it down. Just <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: a hundred times. I will not forget my battery running day. <laughs> oh yeah. <God. laughs>
3: husband timeout right now. Uh, <laughs> <I> okay <got it.
2: laughs> I, I might have to I might have to send you you, you should look up on YouTube uh the doghouse. Uh we got a video <laughs> seven minute video of guy that falls down in the cave <laughs> with a whole bunch of other guys eating uh quiche and, and holding clothes the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't remember oh that impressive it's that. horrible. Saw that. I saw
1: Oh, no. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's horrible, man. That's a very bad be video. <laughs> I <laughs> know, I know, I know. You, you bought me what? What the fuck? Come here, get in there. He's <laughs> <You're> done. <laughs> okay, I'm
2: so done. Back, to, back to communication uh, uh, mastery here. We here we go. Okay, so <laughs> oh, so um, you guys remember? Uh, you know, last week's. Uh, uh comments well well Tim and, and uh Tom, y'all was here last week. Uh, uh um uh Suzanne, did you listen to the recording? I know you wanted to.
4: I have not listened to it yet. I apologize. Okay. I, um you did you did show me the site and I have it bookmarked so Okay. i I have some free time this week and so I'll be able to catch up.
1: Okay, okay.
2: So uh Tim, Tom, what you guys get out of uh last week's uh session and, um, you know, do you have any anything come into your life that made you think about it or came up live or anything that you was, like, left with? Just checking.
3: Man, last week was, like, super phenomenal because, mm-hmm. um, like I was mentioning on the before we started, or well, the beginning of the last week's call, was how much I'm taking this, this information, man, and I'm applying it to my everyday life. And it's giving me a, a, a grander or a deeper insight as to how far, how immense, and how um, how man, how amazing it is to actually start implying myself to listen. So I'm taking it on a personal, personal level, man. Like, man, I, I didn't, I thought I was a listener, but. I don't. I think that the more you listen, the more you develop listening. Man makes you a more intuitive person to to actually communicate in the way it needs to be. Things need to be communicated.
2: Okay. All right. Very Cool. Thomas uh, said nothing. So uh, okay. Fine. You're making me feel like a loser, dude. You're supposed to be getting something out of it, man. But uh, I can't. I can't move around in your brain. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just talking about mental modeling. So we, I, I talked about it. But I'm going to go in again because um, we're in the, me, we're in the uh, section called distinctions. Is discipline four? Even though this is the fifth uh, session, so um, I'm definitely uh, going to be uh, you know dropping some signs around that. But I want to start from the beginning on that. Okay, so um, yeah, say hi, say what's up. So uh, the distinction disciplines um, again. I call it a distinction. I mean, I call it a discipline because knowing this stuff is not the same thing as um, mastering it, and uh, because there's there's no ceiling on how great you could be at any of these any of these distinctions, any of these distinctions that's in the sections, the modules. So, dis- discipline four, module four is distinctions. We're going to talk about some of them. We're going to talk about the ones that are here, um, and so. Um, the reason why I'm calling it distinctions is because these are the, the things that you want to be able to distinguish in communication, meaning you want to be able to hear where people are coming from because communication is about taking the, uh, about, well, it's about relatedness. Um, you know, getting closer. It's a, it's a social structure for a social species called human beings. Um, and, You know, one of the main things that we as speech, we human beings want to be able to do is take the ideas that are in our head and put them in other people's heads exactly the way we – either exactly the way we see it or exactly the way we want them to see it. And I say the way we want them to see it because a marketer or a manager is going to want to show you stuff or have you get stuff the way they want you to get it, not necessarily um, the best way to do it because they've got an agenda. And they may not always want you to know they're all on their agenda. But this piece here is going to help you to see whether you're dealing with somebody who's, uh, um, whether they're being straight with their agenda or not.
0: Which is why,
2: because human beings talk indirectly. You know, um, um, uh, women talk about 80% indirect. Men talk about 20 to 30% indirect. But we're all indirect. It's rarely that we talk like completely straight. And if you have any questions about it, there's a movie called the invention of lying. It is super hilarious. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because they don't know how to lie. So people are just saying whatever there is to say. I'll give you I'll give you an example. This movie is so great. I swear. Um, So um, the guy who's, you know, the star in the movie, he's, you know, a fat kind of regular kind of looking guy. And he goes on a date with this hot chick. And she, when he comes to the house, he's feeling bad. He lets her know he's feeling bad because, uh, you know, he's happy that she went there, but he's not sure she likes him. And she says, well, you know, you're not in my league, but we're going to go out anyway. And by the way, uh, we're not going to have sex. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go upstairs now and uh, uh, masturbate. And then we're going to go. When I come down, we'll go on a date. And he sits on the sofa. He says, "Okay." He sits on the sofa. She comes down five minutes later. Okay, let's go.
1: Right. <laughs> and then
2: they get to the restaurant. Where they are going? Right. And and, and she talk and, and they're talking to you know the uh, the matre d who's a woman and the maitre d looks at her and says, "I don't like you. You're you're too pretty." He says, "I don't care. I'm 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 in a higher class than you." And that's and that's how they have the conversation. All the conversations oh, are just cool. like that. Exactly. That's why I say that humans are indirect. Even the guys as direct as we are are still vastly indirect. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) This section is going to help you recognize how indirect and in what ways people are being indirect because you'll be able to hear what's behind their indirectness and what kind of ways they are indirect.
1: Wait, now what's the movie (laughs) again?
2: Yes, the the invention of lying. Okay. It's hilarious because people don't know how to lie. Lying was never a concept. Everybody was all completely truthful. They didn't want to say what they had to say, but there was was complete integrity, bro. It was hilarious, man. You got to watch it. And the visuals are boring looking. It's just black and white because there's no creativity. So, you know, they would tell stories, but it would be just, you know, the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when he invented lying, he also invented creativity. But, you know, I usually don't – most people don't get that that's also a part of it. But, yeah, that's, that, that was a part of it. It was uh, – lying allows for creativity because you can think of something beyond the whatso. so. But, uh, yeah, if you want to say – if you want to prove that people actually are indirect, Show them that movie and then say, Are you actually that honest? <laughs> uh-huh. Nobody's going to say yes. Okay? <laughs> you are not. Not even to, you know, the priest during the confession, you know.
3: So. Like, I always, always knew this, but I, I never really, uh, I always thought <laughs> of you it in my head. Hmm?
4: Huh? You have to wonder, you have to wonder, why do people do that? Why do people, why are people not? Direct. Direct,
1: yeah.
4: Are 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 they like? Do they do that to not hurt somebody's feelings, or 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 oh, depends on the person themselves. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, it depends on the person. Um. It also depends on. Well, I think it's really mostly a matter of the way we were raised. Because as kids, we're that honest. And then we Shit. realize that we can't get away with it. And so we start finding ways to communicate in ways that get us what we want without getting in trouble. Society trains us into that. Like that's the, 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 the cult, the collective consciousness, the collective culture of humanity is to be resigned and cynical. That's what we're born into resignation and cynicism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And so, yeah, so we, we're, we're, we're raised into um, you're not good enough, that's never going to happen, you know, just be safe and all of that kind of stuff. That's not true, but that's how we are raised. And so by the time we're capable of determining the difference, we're already locked in like, you know, like the elephants. You guys know how elephants get trained?
3: Yeah,
1: oh, they, they, don't, they don't, put don't, the
2: shackles
1: start, on them with the baby. Don't. Elephant's nest. I'm <laughs> going <laughs> say, that again. I to say Tony, it again. I wouldn't Tony, does, maybe
4: Tony doesn't know about the elephant's nest. Um, yes, she knows. All, I'm all
2: about. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no. So, so I, 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 I know I missed something. There was too many voices going on at the same time. So, uh, so uh, Suzanne, would you uh, be my, kind enough to let me know what you were trying to say?
4: Oh, elephants are amazing creatures. Yes. Um they they're super intelligent. Um yes. they're empathetic. Um yes. they are we can learn from elephants, you know. Yes. And um and in in oh gosh, don't um, I could I could just like talk for hours about elephants.
2: Okay, well I'll give you like a minute or two. <laughs> I want to hear it because you might think something I to know. Me well, too. did
4: you know? Did you know elephants? They're 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 one on one. They mate for life, and when yeah. their mate if their mate passes away, the elephant goes into mourning. Elephants cry,
1: mm. you
4: know, and and they will um, they <laughs> they will mourn the, their their mate for the rest of their life. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing, and elephants are very social creatures. Um, they look out for themselves. They look out for their herd. Um, yes. The the um, the adults look after the children. You know the the African saying. It takes it takes a village to raise a child. The elephants do that. They come together to look after their, the the adults. Come together to look after their, the the little ones, the younger ones, the babies, especially the infants. Because they realize that the insects are the most vulnerable to predators yeah. and and danger and so on and so forth, so if they see a little one in danger, they'll come together to to help um bring it to safety or or or, or resolve the problem okay. we 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 as people can learn from that immensely
2: yeah i I get it yeah. so um the direction I was going in when I was talking about uh um Elephants is uh, how uh, circus um, uh, people train elephants. Um, when the elephants are babies, they put this massive uh, chain around them, put the chain in cement. And uh, I've heard they've even put spikes on the chain, on the, uh, the, the the piece that's wrapped around the elephant's leg, so that they really try to, you know, do something it will hurt them and they won't be able to get out. And so as they get older, they remember that they can't get out of this. And until one day when they're fully grown, they're so trained in the fact that they can't get out of it that, um, you know, the elephant, uh, trainer, master manager will put a rope around rather than a chain, a rope around their leg, the same leg, put a stick in the ground, you know, a few feet. And so as soon as they feel any kind of pressure at all, they just give up. And if they're trained to, uh, surrender to the fact that they're never going to be able to get away uh, as long as they got this thing on their leg. And even if it was in a fire, they wouldn't leave because they would think they couldn't get out anyhow. Uh, yeah, exactly. In, and so in, in some, the same thing. In, in, in. Yeah. No, go ahead. What was going to say? Well,
4: <laughs> in, in some instances you can sort of, uh, no, no, I don't want to say it.
3: I don't know what you're going with, it, Suzanne. That's where I'm at.
4: Uh,
2: okay. Um, well, I'll just it, hear it, that. It, it, it,
1: it,
4: okay, go
2: ahead. That, no, go ahead. You know, I want to hear it. Go ahead.
4: In some instances, that same yeah. mentality about um, um, training somebody from the get-go or breaking somebody down from the get-go yeah. and, 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 and screwing up their heads and thinking that, they're 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 chained down, but they're not really chained down. But you get into their head that they're chained down. I'm thinking about this whole thing about the the whole uh, the, the the institution of slavery and breaking yeah. down people. People people are people are free spirited. Children yeah. are honest, but 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 um people get chained down one way or another, either physically or mentally, and then it just kind of screws up how they view or perceive the world. And, and perhaps they feel that they're, they're not able or allowed to speak their truth.
2: That, so is, reason- exactly, that is exactly the point of this particular module, okay. is to be able to tell where people are in their own head when they may not even know, or if they do know, they ain't going to say. And so in order to be able to effectively communicate with people, you need to know where they are, and that's why this uh, thats why this section is so important.
3: One, one thing i like to say to that guy is, for one, to know where people are in, in their minds, but the most important thing is to realize and, and understand where you are, where I am when it comes to
2: yep. Uh, yep, I would agree with you on that one, my brother. And that's why being accountable, that's why learning how to learn, that's why knowing how to listen and what to listen for is so important because you can't do that stuff if you're not conscious. Man,
3: people need to be on this call, man, real. Say again? We need a lot more people on this call, man.
2: People need Well, to hear this. starting tomorrow. <clears throat> starting tomorrow. Yeah. So... There you go. All right. So in this module, there's uh, three different uh, distinctions, and they're all heavy. <laughs> but I mean heavy by rich in content. So the first uh, of the distinctions here is called uh, mental modeling. Mental modeling. I first came across the um, <clears throat> uh, this... Uh, thing, reading conversations with God, and min- in a minute or two, I'm going to read you the quote that first grabbed my attention around this, and then, um, and then uh, the second place I got this distinction from, that really like laid it out for me, such that I couldn't resist it anymore, is a book called uh, The Fifth Discipline. The Fifth Discipline. The Fifth Discipline is a book about how to turn a organization into a learning organization so that they could take advantage of the knowledge within the, uh, the, the business, the organization that they're in and have the expertise and the wisdom and the experiences of these people in the company grow the company from the intellectual property that comes from it. Not like it's intellectual property that you can license or, or, or you know, put a, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, not license, but a patent on it or whatever copyright on it but you know it's like a unique skill set that nobody else has what i mean by a unique skill set nobody else has you know i'm going to say there's a couple of basketball players right a, there was a magic johnson there was michael jordan there was jerry west it was oscar robinson jerry west people don't know him today but if they knew how they could tell who he was they'd be super amazed by him jerry west is a white guy that played basketball in the '60s and '70s, and he—if and you ever see the NBA basketball logo with this shadow guy dribbling the ball—that's Jerry West. <laughs> he was so great. He's the logo, the NBA logo for crying out loud, right? Oscar Robinson was the uh, the king of the uh, triple triple double. Serious? That's six... mind blowing. Yes, that's how I, great I, he was.
4: I I just thought that was just a random dude.
2: No, that was Jerry West. They used to call him. Um, uh, uh, what did they used to call him? Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Fourth Quarter or something like that. It wasn't a Mr. Fourth Quarter, but he was, he was, uh, oh, Mr. Crunch. That's what they called him. Mr. Crunch. Cause at crunch time, this guy almost never missed. That's what they call him. Mr. Crunch. He was six foot three. Actually, when I look at uh, Michael Jordan's basketball style, he's a combination of Jerry West and Dr. J. Okay. Yeah, Jerry West was hardcore, edgy, stopped short. You know he, he, and in the fourth quarter he played harder than the rest of the game. It was amazing. And um, and then there was Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson was six five, but for like the first five or six years he averaged like ten rebounds a game and thirty points a game. This was before they had three point shots. Him and Jerry West was the epitome of the top two guards in, in NBA history until Michael Jordan showed up. Wow. Right, so but the reason why I'm bringing those guys up is because they had unique basketball styles. Even though they had, you know, skills in the same areas, Jerry West wasn't a rebounder. Man, in fourth quarter, he wasn't missing. Sorry, he just wasn't. <laughs> Mister Crunch—that was his nickname—and he earned it. He deserved it. So what was
3: Oscar's uh, last name? I'm
0: sorry.
2: Huh? Oscar Robertson. I- okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first five years of his career, he averaged a triple-double for the first five years of his career. Yeah, legend. Hall of Fame, first time out. Anyhow, um, you know, I bring this up because, you know, we all have our skill sets and then we have our ways of uniting them, but we also have our unique ways of expressing them. This is why mental modeling is so important. So... I'm going to give you a definition based on what I got out of the fifth discipline. Uh, What they say is mental modeling. So uh, the internal images, thoughts, ideas, and beliefs held within the mind of every living being regarding how the world works. Mental modeling determines not only how we see and make sense of the world, but how we take action. They are active. Mental modeling is active. They shape how we act. So, but I also said every living being. So what I mean by that is that every creature on the planet has a mental model. Mosquitoes have a mental model of how the world is designed. So do bats, sharks, monkeys, dogs, and cats, and humans. We all see the world differently. We have different visual connections. Um, you know, bats can see great at in, in nighttime, and, they, and then they could chill out in the day, right? So <laughs> they always in the dark for crying out loud, right, doing whatever they do. <clears throat> That's how the world is to them. Camels got a different world to them, you know? So, like, like every creature has its own design, and so does humans, but then every creature within their species has its own unique design you know, how it looks at the world. So, um, what are you guys getting out of this so far?
0: Mm. What you got, Suzanne?
4: Um... <laughs> It, 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 in, in in reality, everything boils back to um, it, it goes back to how we're how we're brought up, how we're trained, how open um, our training, our parents are. Um, it goes, you know, and and it goes back to training and being safe. As we were okay. talking about how, how different animals react to things or, or view things or their reality is, ultimately, um, the animals are instinctive for survival and, and they do things because they're, they're trained to survive, you know And switching that over to us to human beings, we're trained to survive. Hopefully most of us are trained to survive and um, d- d- and be safe. And in taking this to conversation, um, some people are, uh, pe- pe- people want to say the safe things. Mm. Getting back to this invention of lying, people want to say safe things. Because they don't want to cause any waves, they don't want to cause any rifts. They want everything to be um, hokey dokey, you know, like fine and dandy. And but then there are other people who are that like that, that tend to push the button and um, and 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 do tell the truth about things. And and oftentimes when you tell the truth about things, y- you get burnt. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. But you're telling the truth. But
3: you get mm. burned. Yes. So being
4: so being uh, cynical,
3: I would say, or so being indirect, resigned, That's actually a measure to that's a safety safety thing to nerve life or whatever for some people, for most people, right? People use it as like a safety net. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you you you'll hear more about it. It'll be more specific. I promise. Um, uh, let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, you you'll hear about it. I, I'm actually writing something down because, um, uh, you know, you guys are, are dropping something on me, uh, and I never used the invention of lying in this particular section, but I'm going to. Yeah, uh, which I really I really like it. So. Um, the other thing oh, about you, know it, uh, you know what you
4: know what I I really do not care for the word lying <laughs> okay. I don't care for the word lying with the gen, the, the latest trend of um,
2: alternative facts.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say alternative <laughs> facts.
2: <laughs> 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 <Because> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said Kelly. Kellyanne Conway will live in infamy because of that one statement. I'll turn it to the the one that invented that. She's the one that used it first. Let me say it like I was, she invented it. She's the first one to use it in public. Blew everybody's okay. mind. I was. I was. I remember watching that show when she said it. Like what did she
4: say? What? <laughs> okay, yeah. keep
2: going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But but when you think
4: about it, it kind of makes sense. If you really, really think about it, if you really think hard about it, if you have nothing else to think about, and you rummage that in your brain, uh, that is an interesting concept. It's yeah. not a right concept in my mind, but um, it's weird how people can get wrapped up in that and think that that's, that's a reality.
3: Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. Totally amazing. Because
4: I I think when when that that happens when you do not like the outturn of reality and um, you just come up with an alternative, you know? Mm, that one. People like it. If you don't like it, you just come up with an alternative and, 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 and live with that and say... Oh yeah that's crazy yes. it's not right it's not right because re- real is real right <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but then but then some people philosophical f- philosophical people
1: yes
4: kind of turn around and say well what's real
1: hmm
4: that, that's kind of right there what is real
1: hmm <laughs> Right. I think
4: what's real is what what's real is what affects everybody, and everybody feels it the same way. Mm. Affects yep. the same way. So.
1: Yep. Yeah.
4: Yep. I, All right. So. Um, okay. Moving right along.
2: Okay. Got it. No. This is this is I great. Gotta go, you know.
4: I gotta go fill up on some coffee.
2: Go ahead. You know, we we down with that. I'm down with that.
4: <laughs> Still listening, but I need to fill up on my coffee. So,
2: yeah. All right, good, good, good. I'm cool with that. Cool, really. So, um, uh, where I wanted to go around with this is that um, when people really understand um that there is such a thing as mental models, and that um, everyone has their own mental model, hopefully that will end their assumption that how come you're not like me? How come you don't think like me? How come you don't do like me? You know, like, why aren't you, Why you know, like, it would have you communicate in ways that would make sure that they get what you're getting because you already know. You're starting from the perspective that they don't really know who you are. I mean, you don't, I mean excuse me, you don't really know who they are. They're not you. You know, you don't know who they are, and they're not you. It could be your wife. Well, she learned something today that blew her mind. She didn't even remember to tell you because her mind is still blown. But yet, you know, now she's acting a little differently because she had an epiphany or she had a negative uh, experience and she didn't tell you. And you're talking to her like she's the same as she was yesterday. You can't assume that ever.
0: Mm.
2: It's like, like consider the fact that the next time you talk to somebody that you always talk to every day, it could be. Like they were blind the day before and now they able to see. I've seen videos where people was able to hear for the first time, they were deaf and they was able to hear. And the look yeah. on their face the look on their face was like making me want to cry. Oh. Because they were so joyful, they were so shocked, like they couldn't even imagine what that was like. And so if you start off with they're not like me, they don't think they're like me it's going to inspire you to want to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand because you know that you'll say something that could be understood, but also if it can be understood, that also means it can possibly not be understood. So they're not like you. They're not in your head. They can't see what you see. And so they're going to do what they think is the right thing. And you're going to do whatever you do. And if you don't know this, and you're gonna fall victim of whatever the result is of an ineff- ineffective communication. Does this make sense?
3: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, especially in my writing and how I interact with my um with my friends.
2: Yeah, I agree. So, so now I want to uh say uh uh the statement that I got that that is so critical to this whole thing that I got from the conversation with God books. Nobody excuse me, no one does anything wrong given their model of the world. Mm. So the pictures, memories, beliefs, and other mental concepts in the minds of people that make up their model of the world are purely and only the principles they've chosen to align themselves with, whether consciously or not. So, you know, they're looking at life from the standpoint of life is unfair, or life is unsafe, or life is you know you got to be greedy and, and take care of yourself because nobody else gives a crap about you or whatever their model of the world is. So they have it, but it's but they're they're using as as the basis of their actions. So I know in another session I was talking about you know the, the glass dropping at work you hear it, then the glass dropping, you're in the kitchen, you hear it, then the glass dropping, you're in the bedroom, but you hear it in the kitchen, two o'clock in the morning, you only went home. Why is there a glass dropping in my kitchen when I only went home? Who's here, right? So you got a different thing. So each one of those locations has you see the impact of the glass breaking. So it's the same thing with conversations, right? One conversation you're having with somebody you want to go on a date with or your, you know, your, or, your, or your spouse, you know, that's one kind of conversation. You're going to have one set of ideas in your head around it. Another one is talking to a customer for the first time. Maybe you're doing some cold calling or somebody walks into your store business, and now you have a different, you're going to have a conversation, but now it's in a different context. And so you've got a different definition of sales conversations than it's conversations with your spouse or with a police officer or whatever. So we already have this, our brain goes from something happened to, uh, we have a thought about what happened, and the thought is based off of our interpretation of how we think the world goes. So people that say don't trust people, they don't trust people because they think people are untrustworthy. So anything that pops up to their head is only based inside of a lack of trust. Mm.
0: Their, their
2: model of the world is lack of trust. And so everybody suspect, you got to work real hard to prove that you're, you're trustworthy to those folks.
1: Hmm. What's he going to say?
0: you asking me? You got it quiet. Say it No, you oh, asking
1: me
4: a
0: question. Hello?
1: Say it oh. again. Hello?
2: Oh, I'm yeah. Here. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you just had too many voices happening at the same time. Go
3: ahead. No, I was just thinking about, um, I don't know if you guys watch wrestling at all, but anybody remember Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one of his slogans was, (laughs) hell yeah, (laughs) one of his slogans was uh, DTA, and that meant uh, don't trust anyone. And um, Mm. I remember that mental model just kind of being up there, and people would wear those T-shirts and stuff. And if you Mm. think about it, see what I'm getting?
1: Mm. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Marketing is another one, but it's really not so much marketing as it is public relations and advertising. But get the message out there to to, um, transform the way people think about you or what you want them to think about, you know, if you're selling or something, right? So,
3: right. So, uh, if you're a little kid, like eight years old, and you're watching that, right. Okay, I got
2: it. Right. So now, here's how you know for sure that everybody on the planet, every human being on the planet has a different mental model. Now, if we meet each other in certain specific areas, you know, me and somebody else from the Bronx that went to Taft High School, you know, we partied at the, you know, at the clubs that, you know, DJ Kool Herc, the father of hip-hop, was at. We could talk the cats on my block from, from college Avenue. We, we got, you know, our connectedness there. We have some similar mindsets because we have similar experiences, right. Same in school or whatever. Right. But yeah, just because we have a, a, an idea here that's similar to the idea, you know, that we all have the same ideas, right. Whether being black or going to a particular personal development company, or, you know, being in a club, a mastermind group of authors or whatever. There are places where we meet people, but still we are uniquely who we are, right? So how you know this is, I'll give you an example, and I think I used it last week, but I'll just say it again, which is if you had a house you were selling and you had, you know, open house, but you had couples coming in one at a time, you had 10 different couples in there, you say, hey, how would you design this living room? You're going to get at least 10 different design uh, uh, conversations, and if the husband is dumb, you're going to have more. Because he's ready to shut up and let her, let her talk about how she wants to have it. <laughs> Guys have permission to say no if they hate it. But if otherwise, if they just if they don't just hate it, disgusting, and make them vomit, they can't go to sleep. If it ain't that bad, let her go, bro. Just let her have it. You know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the laughter of recognition, Suzanne. Can I have that
4: in some writing? <laughs> <laughs> can't Can put we that, in, have writing? that yeah. in writing, please.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that could now, be another it.
1: tattoo, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: unless you hate it and you can't go to sleep with it, let us <laughs> go, okay? She <So. laughs> so don't want you to be unhappy, but otherwise, shut up and let me do my thing. That's how it's going, you know. Thank uh, you for
1: this advice, man.
3: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, so seriously, though, you know, you're going to have all of these different versions of it because everybody has in their mind how life should go. So in order, now that you understand the concept of mental models, um, I'm going to just communicate to you how to distinguish it, how to deal with, how to identify, and then how to deal with them. Because you want to always, at all times, as much as possible, meet them somewhere, find a meaning place. Because, one, it allows for clarity. Two, it allows for uh, the space for more authenticity, more, you know, revealing, um, you know, more truth. Uh, three, it allows for workability to happen quicker. There's just so many things that can come out of this. So, um. So yeah, so here are the steps to dealing with the mental models of others. So you there's four steps. You want to distinguish their mental model around this thing this time. Next next it could be an hour later, it's gonna be something else, bro. I promise you, something else has gotten in there, you know. They got it they saw a cat got 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 bit by a dog. That's gonna change the way they see things. You know, you never know. I don't know, whatever, right? Um Distinguish what their mental model is right now. Verify your findings. Communicate your findings to them to, to make sure, like, you want to be clear first when you start talking to them. And then, whenever necessary, alter their mental model. So, and I'll talk about those, because you want to alter them to where they're, you and them are on the same page, not like you want to the control them. So, anyhow, distinguish. Um, Oh, there's one piece that I left out of it in the description I had said. So I'll read it again, and then I'll go back to where I'm at. So the pictures, memories, beliefs, and other mental concepts in the minds of people that make up their mental model of the world are purely and only the principles they've chosen to align themselves with, whether they did it consciously or not, in order to alter those models, one would need to deal with them at the level of principles, otherwise known as context. So you're going to be shifting the context so they can start looking at life differently. So um, if their context is great, then you can actually, you know, get along with them and and, and make it work and communicate ways that's impossible possible to misunderstand to them because they were on the same page with you. <laughs> that was a long sentence. Um, Then uh, you might not need to alter their mental model, but you're either going to bring them to where you are or you need to go where they are. But somebody needs to be meeting somebody somewhere along the way. So let me go into distinguishing. Um, I don't know. You you guys got any questions about that or just let's just move forward like I was going to. Let's check it.
1: Uh, Uh, Meeting. uh, uh,
3: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Suzanne. You got it.
4: No, I'm good. I'm good.
2: Okay. Tell what you're saying, man. Uh,
3: meeting meeting them somewhere uh, common ground. I know you're gonna like you know pound like, on that. So
1: yeah, right yeah, yeah. right. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Thomas says he's good. He's typing. Okay, yeah. Typing is better than silence, bro. So thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: All right. So distinguishing that's the first step. Mentally observe the thought processes of the person you're dealing with such that you can identify or distinguish the principles they're coming from and instruct them and and, and is instructing them as to how to act. So uh, a powerful question that you should be ongoingly asking yourself in communication, like have this be, like you don't have to, once you get used to this question, you don't have to ask it. you just be looking for the answer. And the question is, what must they be thinking that made them feel that what they just said or did was okay now i know you all heard me say this question before but it should be one of those that that
4: that 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 question pops in my head so many times during the day because people say (laughs) things people say things and and i have sometimes i have to bite my tongue Because they say things that are, are in my head is a little twisted, a little off. But then mm-hmm. I wonder, how do they feel comfortable enough to say these things? Right. Yeah. That's
2: an acknowledgement of you. you. They feel safe around you to, to, to say that.
4: Amen. But but then but then, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they might think uh,
2: you're weird, but they but they know they won't get in trouble for, for saying you're weird or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
1: So
2: but that's a good that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. Tim, what was you gonna say, man?
3: No, I was trying to repeat how you said that. What must they be thinking to do or say what they just did, right?
2: No. What was what must they be thinking that made them feel that what they just said or did was okay? Because remember the process, right? Mm -hmm. Something happens. Then you have a thought about what happened. Then you have a feeling about what you just thought. Then you take some action. So it's thought, feeling, action. That's how it goes. Something happened, thought, feeling, action. So what was they thinking, right? The thought, it made them feel the feeling. And what they just said or did, the action was okay. Got it. Make sense? My sister taught me that one. Um, uh, you know what? I'm not going to go there now. But, but yeah, I learned this one in 2000, uh, September 22nd, 2000, when I learned this question. Because she was, like, bugging, and I was like, what the heck is going on with you? But that conversation was the last time we ever had an argument, September 22nd, 2000. And I'll talk about it another time, but I'm not going to do it now. Right.
1: Um,
2: but that, this here should be, like, not just a question that you ask yourself, but it should be an ongoing mindset that you don't even have to ask yourself because you're just looking for it. Hmm. You know, so like when I'm talking and I'm leading, I'm coaching, I'm listening for what what are they, what must they be thinking right this minute? that's making them feel that what they're saying is, is making sense or not saying is making sense. You know, like I haven't figured out Thomas's uh, mental model yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, <laughs> I can't hear it, so you know he ain't saying nothing. So he ain't giving me no clues. So He's <laughs> like it's a secret. You know, it's a, it's a safe. I'm trying to open. The, I'm trying to open the safe. What's the combination here? But uh, yeah, I'm picking on you, man. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so you know, have that as. More than just a question, have that be like a, uh, a a a filter that you're looking at life through. So let me say more about that. Um, we naturally come up with filters that we look at life through, whether it's negativity or lack of trust or op- opportunity or making money or whatever. You know, usually our past is what's dictating the filter, that we're looking at life through our past experiences, not normally Make sense? Yeah. So, but we normally get these filters um, sort of like automatically, sort of like by default, where we don't, we're not conscious of the fact that we even have these filters. So, you know, to give you a personal example, um, yeah, you know, I was trying to, uh, trying to get involved with this woman at my church when I was 15. She was the same age. And then uh, she took advantage of me, and I didn't know it. And when I found out I was so pissed that I was like, nobody's going to do that to me ever again, which turned me into a player. And I was out there playing and cheating for 25 years. Damn it. Oh, man. It's, but, see, I did not know that till I started doing personal development work. When I found out I was a horrible husband, I became ashamed of myself because of, I knew that if I, if, what I thought was, if I knew I was that horrible, there's no way I'd have done any of that crap. But I did not know because I was coming from a different filter called Ain't no woman ever taking advantage of me ever again. Fuck y'all. That's how I was. So, um, we take on blind spots or we take on filters and we don't know that they're filters. We just don't want to experience that thing again, or we do want to experience that thing again, or whatever. But you can actually consciously choose filters that work for you if you're conscious enough to recognize what filters are and how they work. And so I'm saying that this piece here is a filter that I recommend that you use in your communication with people. Like, Have this be, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? What's going on over there? How do I find out what they're thinking? So checking in on a regular basis is one way of doing it. Make sense? Yep. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. right. So this was one of the filters that I recommend that you take on if you want to be able to communicate in ways as possible to misunderstand, communicate in ways that naturally enhance relationships, be able to have x-ray listening, because that's what this whole section is about. How to create x-ray listening. That's what this section is about.
3: That's it. That is it.
2: X-ray that's listening. You getting cast to whatever he's saying or not saying and listening to what's really going on, X-ray listening.
3: Damn, I wish I'd have knew this, man, a couple months ago.
1: Hmm.
2: You well, know, you don't know, now you know. <laughs> All right, I got to actually write that down.
1: I wrote
3: it
2: down too. Yeah, yeah, I had to put this in my book here, man. That's real. Yeah, all right, good. Hey, yeah, so, out of you. This. Yeah, see, that's why, why, listen, I'm not trying to, I'm going to do the other program differently, more disciplined, yeah. more rigorously, but y'all are pulling this stuff out of me, man. I'm loving it. Yeah, so, man. I'm at, I like our team, man. Say it again.
3: So I like our team. High five, Suzanne.
4: No. But you know what, you know what, this whole concept of X-ray listening, that, that that means that I get that. It means that you're always, I can't, I don't want to say second guessing, but you're always, um, I don't know. What what the phrase is? Not so much second guessing, but you're, 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 you're diligent to um, um, ad, adapt or absorb um, different different aspects of, it of 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 what a person's saying. Yes, you're always so analyzing.
2: You're nice? yeah, analyzing and verifying. Analyzing and verifying. That's what you're doing.
3: What? You gotta be very conscious of where
2: you are
3: in your own. Exactly. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh I'm not gonna be saying this in my programs, but uh inside of another of the conversation with God books, um, he talks about how the design of, of life in this universe is. And the design of life in this universe is uh, three pieces is functionality, everything needs to work, function. Second is adaptability. Everything needs to be adapting under changing conditions, have the capacity to adapt. And then third is sustainability. And you adapt so that you can sustain yourself. And every creature, every living entity, every functional entity, actually, because you even look at plants and you look at planets, they're they're designed inside of all three of those functions. Functionality, adaptability, sustainability. So if you're looking at that, just from the standpoint of functionality, um, mental modeling, developing x-ray listening, taking on, um, you know, what must they be thinking that made them feel that what they just said or did was okay. Like checking in. Because what you're really asking is what is the mental model? How do they see in the world right now, right? But that's, that could be a chosen filter. Like you choose to use that as a filter versus I hope I don't get in trouble, or I hope people like me, or something else that's a lot less productive, follow?
0: So,
3: yes, I so, answered in my head. Yes, I follow. Ah, <laughs> checking
2: in on your message, model. That's why I'm checking in, checking in, checking in. Right. I'm always checking in, right, because I'm checking to see yeah. if what I'm saying is landing the way I intended to land. So yeah. I mean I do it more while I'm doing trainings than you know than in regular conversations, but I do it there too.
1: Yeah.
2: I know. So the like <laughs> Yeah, so um yeah, so I will tell you the first mental model, the first filter I've chosen to live my life by, I chose this well, I got created I'm gonna say it got created in two thousand and two. I'll tell you what it is. Um so, the filter I chose to look at life through overall is uh, take the, taking the high road, fully aware, expanding comfort zones, being transparent, holding the space of love.
3: Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, hold on. Taking the high road.
2: Yeah. Fully aware. Fully Expanding comfort zones. Sometimes that's an ouch for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Expanding comfort zones, being transparent,
0: and holding
2: the space of love.
3: Holding.
4: So that's that's,
2: that's really like That my,
4: would be that me. would be like an awesome, um, song title. Holding, holding the space
2: of love. <laughs>
1: oh, go ahead, girl. <laughs> go you sound,
2: ahead. you sound like you should have been up there at Reverend Ike's church when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> <At> least you
4: were. <twice. laughs> go No, you're singing Okay, I, I, I want to add something. I want to add something to the mix. Um, um, talking about holding the space of love, I am in a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, I, Even though I live here in Canada, my friend is in the U.S. He's in Louisiana. Um, he's a former cop, and he is... Um, uh, He's he's a, a, a Trump fan. Oh my God! But God bless you. We were friends. We were friends <sighs> even before Trump came into fruition as the president. You know. Right. And and he is Republican. I knew that before, but but and but he's always been a smart Republican up until this whole Trump thing. Mm -hmm. And, and because I knew I've known him for years and we've always had conversations and um, this man, I mean, we're on the same level on a whole lot of things, but in and because of that time. you don't
3: understand in why recent, he, is where he is in
4: recent times because of mm-hmm. Trump and whatnot, um it, it's become a bit of a thorn in our relationship. You know? And it's gotten to the point where I, I, I've almost refused to speak about current politics in the yes. US because I mm-hmm. value our friendship more. Yes, but because I see him speaking out on things which is contrary to my truth, mm-hmm. I'm wrestling with our friendship right now. I
2: completely can relate,
4: and and that's that that's a really really tough corner to sit in because. You like the person, but you don't like what the person's saying. So you have to... Um, ultimately, I'm going to have to draw a line. Because yep. it's it's making me feel uncomfortable. And I've expressed this to the person.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But um, apparently... I don't know... It, it, d- yeah, I've expressed this to the person so it, it's gotten to the point where I'm I'm beginning to believe that um he's not listening to me. I mean yeah. I I keep an open ear even though I'm not even though I'm not feeling what he's saying, but I keep right. open ear because I value our relationship. But um I'm getting to the point where I don't feel that it's reciprocated
1: mhm yeah
4: because he comments on so- things of of he comments on um my postings on um facebook and twitter and if 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 I didn't know this person, I would think that he um if I didn't know him, I would think that he's like one of those like 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 Twitter bot, you know.
1: Yes, yes.
4: So it's kinda yeah. awkward. It's kinda awkward. Um, yeah. So yeah. when when you're talking with somebody and you like the person, you wanna like the person but they're saying things that are contrary to what you believe how do you keep up the conversation? How, how do you Yeah, how do you keep up the conversation with them?
2: Well, rather than me rather than struggle,: So I totally get it. Rather than me trying to answer it right now, I'm going to give you some tools. This section is about the tools for that thing. Actually, the next three sections, this one, the next three modules, this one, and the two that follow are uh, going to give you the, the tool to decide how to go about this. Because some people, you're going to be like, you know what, never mind. Because they just ain't ready. It's Like, you know, you, like, I don't throw away anybody, but I will leave them alone until they wake up and then they come back to me and I open, I'll accept them with open arms. But I'm not going to deal with somebody that just is refuses. I just can't do that. And so, but, that's but it depends on your skill set and being able to find common ground you know, to enroll them and coming to your side or at least accepting your side or something like that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, a lot of times what you're dealing with is people are, how come you're not like me? That's who you're dealing with with him and a lot of Trump, you know, uh, uh, fans, followers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how come you're not like me? And uh, because I'm I'm me, excuse me, I didn't mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be me, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm me, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah. So you just gotta be you gotta be honoring your own principles and stuff, you know? So You
4: gotta be diligent.
2: Um, yeah, and you gotta be clear, you know, which is what distinguishing is about. It's like getting clarity, you know. Right. Yeah. So I completely understand you guys, man. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I got a friend I, I got a friend, a black man, who's a Trump fan. I don't understand that. And I, you know, I'm going to leave it right there. I just, I just, I just don't understand. I just,
1: huh?
2: I guess you do. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, though. Okay, I'm going to say one thing. Last night I was listening, I was doing my laundry, and I was listening to uh, YouTube, you know, with the different news uh, reports out there talking about this, that, and the other. And one of the news reporters blew my mind because what she said was so simple but profound that, like, I can't be the same ever again after that. And what she was saying is that um, the president has a relationship problem. He's got a problem with relationships uh, with politicians, with businesses, with women. He's got relationship problems. And I'm like, oh, gosh, how come I didn't get that? And then I got, like, a thousand different epiphanies as a result of it. But not just about him, about people in general overall. And I'm like, yeah, he's got relationship problems, you know? So I'm not trying to go into that. So what I'm saying is, what, what I'm what I'm what I'm present to is, you know what you're talking about, uh, Suzanne, and mental modeling. As a matter of fact, when I heard her say that and describe it, I went into mental modeling, not like the word mental modeling, but I started looking at the way other people think, and I realized that this is an opportunity for me to learn how to disrupt dysfunctional mindset, disruptive thinking,s thinking in new ways. That's why it was like, Oh my God, like, I, I like that took over my mind for the rest of the night. You know, sometimes you have one of those epiphanies where you're like, you just can't be the same anymore. That was one of them. I mean, forget about the fact that if he's got relationship problems and he was willing to listen, I'd be happy to help him. <laughs> forget about that. part. It's just like, it's just so many more people besides him. Yeah. You know what I mean, and then you know, it's an opportunity for me to improve my skill set so I could, I could work with people like him quickly and get through. You know, I know Tony Robbins can do that. You know, I want to get to the point where I can do that with the most famous, you know, important, powerful people, and get through to them because if I can transform them, I can transform everybody else.
3: You're doing that now, Tony.
2: I'm working on it right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, right. have love go viral. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Anyhow, uh, once you identify, once, you know, you're it, and you're trying to distinguish, um, you know, a person's mental model, you know, keep checking in with them until you get where they're coming from, get where their mindset is. And then after then, because the process is distinguish, verify, communicate, and then alter when necessary. Next one is verify your findings, right? So as things come to you in your mind during these interactions with the people you're working with, ask questions intended to clarify and verify your insights, observations, and conclusions as completely accurate and irrefutable before you announce your findings to them. Like, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a, uh, a lawyer who is. Um, uh, no you're a prosecutor in questioning you know the defendant to 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 find out what's really going on over there you know or you're you know a defensive lawyer who's investigating a, a uh, witness um who's supposed to be you know uh against the uh his your defendant your client and you want to find something in there that's going to give you what you want to defend your client perfectly right or whatever like you want to go in but not to leave them with the experience of going in on them. You know, so so you wanna ask questions and then check in and ask questions and check in and listen to talk and hear what they're saying. Um, but you don't wanna leave them feeling like they're dealing with a lawyer. You gotta do the law the 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 investigative work without them knowing that's what you're doing. But you gotta leave them the goal is
3: to leave them better than you found them.
2: Exactly that too. Yeah, that's uh in a different section, but yeah, definitely you that's, that's all through, right? That's outstanding customer service. But um, yeah, you want to leave them better than you found them, and you want to be sure what you find about them is clear, accurate, up to date, and you know, and irrefutable. You know, so you want to check in. And 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 hear what they were saying in response, but you don't ask them necessarily direct questions. You can ask them questions that 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 they're telling on themselves. That's another thing you want to do is get people to tell on themselves. So um, and they don't know how they're telling on themselves. They don't know that they are. To give you a perfect example, I teach women when I'm coaching them how to, to get guys to tell on themselves by asking them, "What would you do in this situation?" Or "What's your opinion about?" men don't have opinions we don't have opinions we talk like we our definition of opinion is here's what i would do if i was in that situation that's the best that's the closest we have to opinion the opinion is just a thought it don't have to be based in reality but we don't talk about anything that we don't consider is based in reality so so if a woman asks hey what's your opinion about something to another woman woman's going to tell you oh i Feel this way and I think this and like completely fantasy out of the blue from nowhere, right? <laughs> and then you ask her an hour later, she'll say something different because she feels different. And, I can't and I it. Tell, okay I can tell. Okay, Suzanne, you laughing? Was that the laughter of recognition? I just
4: I just got a kick out of how you change your voice <laughs> too, like how a woman would respond to something, change your voice.
2: Well. Is, is is that accurate?
4: Uh, uh no.
2: <laughs> no, I would think I would think that's it's kind of accurate depending on the topic. You know what I mean? <clears throat> if she don't know nothing about the topic, she probably would go there. But okay.
4: Oh uh, you, no, I'm, no, I'm no, to no 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 no. Correct me, um, please please. No, no, I was just laughing on the change of voice as opposed to how uh, a, a woman would respond to saying and you kind of like change your voice. But oh. then I get, oh. how you, I get how you did that. I get how ah. you did that. Okay. <laughs> um, I ask questions a whole lot Um, mm. in my Facebook group. I ask questions a whole lot, and I get men... And women responding to things. So, yes, I do agree that how someone responds to a, a, a scenario, you know, just a random scenario, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of, they do indeed tell on themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's interesting. So you just kind of like read that and you say, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and, um, Just kind of like bank that and take that, you know, like for another time. So, yeah, it's interesting. And it is interesting how I find interesting how, you know, they say men are from Mars, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. So there is a distinction that men think about things commonly generally men think or or perceive situations a different way than women do. And and I like to come I I I, my 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 I like to come to um, open up this conversation and 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 come to a common ground or, or come to a general understanding to open up the venues of an understanding. And yes. it's interesting how men and women are so different yep. on some topics and they're mm. on the same page on other topics. It's it mm. wild and crazy. You pulled yep. it out of my head. Yep. yep. That's
1: true. Yeah,
2: yep. so the ones that are different, is hilarious. And the ones that are the same, is great. And the ones that are different, that are not cool, are, like, you know, sad. It makes me want to cry. But the ones that are great, that are different, that are great, man, make me want to celebrate. So I'll be seeing the differences, but uh, I get what you're saying for real. And, you know, if a woman is not, like, an expert in a particular field and you ask her her opinion, um, you don't know what you're gonna say for one minute to the next, and you ask her tomorrow, she's probably gonna say this different thing. But guys, we don't do that because we're fix it. We gotta fix stuff. We gotta get it right. We need to be successful. So we right. only talk about feel what it. we're gonna do, huh?
3: Felix, it, it. yeah. That's a record. Ralph Disney movie. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. so anyhow, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, and and you know, I'm not gonna say every woman is that that way because I'm pretty sure. So for example, that uh, Pocahontas. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren <laughs> is not that way. She don't have opinions. She only got facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> As an example, but I love um, generally, that. I love that too. I love her, man. She is amazing, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to do have this be a political uh, recording here, but uh,
4: uh, she, I, she, learned, she shoot out. She sued out Ben Carson a couple of days it, ago. That there's a video where Ben Carson was in the room again defending um, his position in HUD and and, oh, yeah. and stuff, and, and um, she's talking. Yeah. There seems to be a disconnect. I mean, if you just look at that conversation, I'll see if I can post um, the, 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 the link that I saw in, in, in the group chat. Um, yes. But she's talking on one level, and he's responding on a different level. There, there is no connect. Ben Carson is another story upon himself. But yes. there is no connect. She does talk facts. Yes. He, I, uh, I don't know what he talks. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll find the link and I'll share it. Yeah. Tommy, right. if, if you're speaking, if you're speaking with someone, if you're having a conversation with someone, you would like to think that you're on the same page, but some people are just bent on deflecting, and they yeah. don't want to talk about the issue. They and 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 then they don't want to talk about the issue. They'll just deflect, and they'll just just make it or turn it into. Getting back to this, this 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 Conway thing, this alternative facts thing, this, this alternative reality, this this other or if, if you're speaking on the issue you got to, you want to stay on point. You want to stick to the facts. But it's kinda of hard to stick to the facts when the other person does not recognize does not recognize it as being um, factual or, or the truth. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, I need
2: more coffee Good call. Good call. This is great. This is, uh, okay. Uh, but does that uh, make
1: uh, sense? Do
2: yeah, make totally. Sense? You're you're saying what I'm saying in a different way. You're saying the same thing. Okay. So, so
4: someone someone's talking factual. Right. But someone is 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 coming at you with stuff that is totally out of the blue. So how right. do you wrap your head around that and how do you get them on the same page? Right. Or or yeah. how do you get on their page knowing that right. in 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 your mind's eye Knowing that they're 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 not <laughs> they're not um how how should I say this? You want to keep the conversation up, but you know that there's something wrong. There's something not not right with them, and you, how do you draw them to the other side? But not oh. not openly negate or or say you don't know what the fuck you're talking about
2: you don't that, know what the
4: fuck that right. you're
2: talking about well it depends on the intended outcome you know pardon, my friend. um it depends on on your intended oh, outcome pardon. and the, and the skills that you have that can make it work you know what i mean so don't worry about that so much right now even though you know it, it, it drives me crazy to some degree too but um 'Cause some folks you just can't you just can't turn around. They're too they're too correct, they're too right. Um,
1: yeah.
2: that you know, sometimes you just gotta like drop some signs on them that they can't resist. But usually it's it's a reality, it's an impact based reality when they're that at that point. So um you know, let me see. Uh did you ever see um Groundhog Day?
4: Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah.
2: Repeatedly. So,
4: <laughs>
2: I saw it like <laughs> <times,
4: man>. Repeatedly. <laughs>
2: yeah, like like, you know, he just he just he he kept resisting until he stopped resisting. And when he stopped resisting, then he could have his life back. That was powerful, you know. Another one is um like that is um uh Bruce Almighty. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You know, but I can do better than God, and then, but he needed to lose so many times for him to give that up. So sometimes yeah. people don't – can't. you can't talk them out of things that, that their mindset and their actions put them into. So sometimes they just have to – reality has to wake them up because nobody else can sometimes. Very true. So, you know, it ain't raining. I don't like rain, right? but, yeah, listen, it's raining. So what you going to do about it? I'm not complaining. <laughs> then ain't gonna make it stop. <laughs> you know. So some folks, you just gotta let you gotta let the school of hard knocks train them. Sometimes. So. Anyhow, um, once you verify your findings by asking, checking in with them, the next thing to do is to communicate your findings, and the impact of those findings, in a way that they get it fully if they're willing to listen, because at some point their patience might run out. And when we start talking in the next module, it's going to be about emotions. Then you have a better sense of like how to deal with them, because you got to de-trigger de- un- de- them, un-trigger them, remove them from their emotions so that they can actually hear where you're coming from. So we're going to talk more about that in the next module.
3: That's a far outfit. Say
2: it again. That has to be like a four-hour session. <laughs> no, that's the that's a that's a two-session module. We ain't gonna yeah. get through it in one session. I promise you.
3: Yeah, yeah
2: that's no way. Matter of fact, it might go three the way we going. If we do it like this session here, it's gonna go three three sessions. You know, <laughs> it's a lot to come. It really is, really a lot yeah, of stuff. It is, man. So, all right. So, uh, so we're gonna. First off, we're going to distinguish where their mind is at. Second, we're going to verify findings. Third, we're going to bring them the clarity by communicating what we got and how you know, and the impact of what we got so they can see the impact. See, um, you know, I don't want putting put seat seatbelts on when I'm driving my car. Yeah, well, um, let me show you some pictures of people who don't get in an accident. That would be like a, a one way to do an impact. It might still not work, but at least you're showing them the impact. You know what I mean? Okay. Two and three, then. Five. I'm sorry. Oh,
4: I You were saying that you don't put seatbelts on when you're driving your car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: I got respect for All right. And then finally, when necessary and you're capable, you go, you want to transform their thinking. You want to help them find more appropriate principles, contexts, actions, ideas, practices, plans, et cetera, so they can live their life by. So. One of the things that I do, uh, I haven't done it in a while, but it seems like I have a need to, is there's a question that you can ask people. Gee, that's an interesting way of looking at things. Would you like to hear another?
0: You know what happens? People will say,
2: yeah, all right. And the reason why they'll say, yeah, I'm writing it down, by the way, because I didn't have it in here. Oh. So, oh I've
0: been doing uh, a lot alright. Uh, so when I first had this question hit me um hold on a second. So, yeah, so when I first had yeah, I hit me this
2: question. I was talking to a young lady who was uh, using me as a free coach and uh, I was trying to get her to pay, but you know, she kept talking to me and wouldn't want to do that or whatever. So anyhow, she called me up and it was talking to me about a dream she had. And one of the things that disturbed her was it was the color green was in the dream, the color green about something. I don't remember what it was, right? But she thought that that was like dangerous or something. I said, well, that's an interesting way of looking at it. But, uh, you know, would you like to hear some more ways of looking at this? So she said, yeah. So I, I said, green could be money. It could be growth. You know, it could be, uh, you know, go, You know, it could be, I said like 13 different things. And then she started laughing.
4: Think, why mm-hmm. would anyone think the color green is dangerous? I don't know. But the way she described the
2: dream, that was her interpretation of green in her dream for whatever reason, I don't know, right? But it didn't matter. She just taught me a great lesson, which was, you know, give people at least five different new ways of looking at things. Give them at least five, if you could do that. Because that way, it's not like you're telling them to think differently, but you're going to say out of those five things, the odds are you're going to say at least two things that they cannot disagree with, they can't disagree with. They can't say... They can't you know if you say like you know the sun shines every day. They can't say it doesn't. You say, Listen, okay, the clouds okay. sometimes the cloud sometimes covers up the sun, but the sun shows up every day, but the planet circles around. They can't say no to that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. one of the things you might want to do is look at how many different ways can you interpret something and give that to them for them to have to deal with. Okay. That's one technique.
0: Okay. That uh-huh. they
2: usually they usually opens their... It doesn't necessarily change their mind, but it opens their mind so they can hear new stuff. And then they can trust you more also because you're talking some, some intelligence. You're making some sense. It might not change where they're at, but it'll at least
3: get their attention. Get,
2: right. And they can stop being so defensive okay. because there's more than one way of looking at life. But they feel good. Right. So that's a question to ask in, inside of this to get clear and to transform their thinking. So.
3: Okay. I, um, uh, to backtrack a little bit, um, yeah. the first thing was to uh, distinguish. The second thing was verifying findings. The third was...
2: Bring the clarity. Bring them the clarity. Bring, like clarity. bring them, let them know what you got. And then to help them come to clarity, too, but you want to have them get what you got from the conversation so that they could have. So let me see. I'll give me a specific example of that. I mean, it's, it's made up, but it's still specific. It's like, you know, people from a mental modeling standpoint, the way they have the furniture set up in their living room, they might have the uh, baby in front of the fireplace, the baby crib in front of the fireplace, right? It's not the best place to have it. You could have the sofa in front of the door, how they going to get out the door, right? You know, like <laughs> they can have the refrigerator right next to the bed. What the hell made sense does that make, right? So, like, what you want to do is you want to see how their thinking isn't working for them or how their thinking is so great you could take on some of their thinking yourself even, you know? It's because it's not just about them. It's about you too. Like, I, right. collect, I collect empowering context all the time. I'm a plagiarizing idea. I'm an idea plagiarizing <laughs> motor, you
1: know?
2: I ain't got no pride around that at all.
3: But we all are from the beginning.
2: Well, yeah, until we learn somebody taught us something or we had an experience with something that makes us stop. Yeah, you have no idea how many human beings don't think anymore. They think because the idea hit their head, they thought that they was thinking, they thought it was theirs. No, That's the idea that idea came to them, it wasn't them. It wasn't an original thought. They didn't ask questions and come up with a conclusion that they never thought before. No. Anyhow, that's a whole other story. Uh, 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 wow. I see what you're saying.
3: Right,
1: Bo.
2: Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, a good question to ask is, was that my thought, or did I, that thought come to me? That you create a lot of clarity for yourself. Never but Don't ask nobody else that. They're going to be like, what you talking about, man? What you talking know, about, Willis? And, and, you, know, you guys lot, so. that. Say it again?
3: I say I, I'm a, I'm a huge daydreamer, man. I, like, I love like being in my own faith and just thinking yeah. about different things. So.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good because um, you're a thinker, but most of us are thoughters. We have thoughts. And we think those thoughts are our thinking. But no, we're thoughters. We thought this and we thought that cause the thoughts came to us. She's laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: or thought is we 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 get off on other people's thoughts. Yes. Or preconceived fact, thoughts, or preconceived thoughts.
2: Right. Like your Trump, your, your Trump follower. Yeah.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. He ain't examining
2: his thoughts. If, if he if he really examine his thoughts, he would see. He would say to himself, if my daughter was dating a guy like that, or was going to get married Thank to a guy you. like that, I'd have to kill him or her. Oh, no, man. not happening. Right. Exactly. Right. You want to hire, hire a manager like that in your company? Oh, no. No. Oh, no, 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 no.
4: You want boss divorce that? Oh,
2: no, no. Yeah. You don't know when you're going to get fired next? No.
4: Right. Yeah, so like my job. Nah, I work for a guy like that. But you know what, you know what, you know what, in the current flavor of the moment, you have to wonder how some people are thinking the way they're thinking and thinking that it is the right way to think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's because we never had a thought sort of, never examined thinking is a process, you know.
4: But, but you have to keep in mind that people are always on the thought process of survival, you know
1: yeah.
4: and and you have to wonder how to survive no, no, you don't have to wonder how to survive means that you have to denigrate and dis and dismiss and deaden other people's and other people's thoughts because but you have to keep i am all about um the truth and what's right and, and 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 um Without getting into politics and all this stuff, and like, yeah, you know, I'm here in Canada. We've got our own issues here in Canada, but currently, the, the, the historical, this historical, relevant, a myth that's happening in the U.S. with the current administration, it's promoting or demoting a thought, it, it's turning back the clock for a good, like, 50 years. You know, any concept of um, progress with civil rights, uh, with human rights, um, this, this shit is, like, just being tossed out the window because um, old boy in the White House is signing... Um, signing all kinds of decrees, all kinds of bills that is dismissing stuff that has been happening. And and then you have people in a mindset that are saying, uh, yeah, this is right, this is is good, this is good. They're kind of like reverting to a mindset um, that's like a good 50 years ago. Yeah
2: or you
4: know. or well no not seventy five Okay early 50s yeah.
2: late 40s early 50s. Yeah
4: they're reverting to a past life. Yes, and when I say they, I'm saying it's a a white mentality that's reverting to a past life when they did not have to deal with minorities, they didn't have to deal openly with minorities or or gender-specific alternative lifestyles, or they're just...
2: The 1950s, that's what you're talking about.
4: Yep. You know...
2: Bob and Jackie Gleason Show, all of that, yeah.
4: It's kind of wild and crazy that they're thinking that just going back to a certain time is going to um, alleviate their current problems. But the current problem, I ain't going to say it's a problem, the current situation is society is evolving. Yes. Society is evolving. Conversations are getting more... Intense, more um, cerebral. Um, it's affecting people more. So you have to embrace that. And anyone that does not embrace that, like um, this current old boy in the White House, he cannot <laughs> embrace. He does not. He does not embrace the cerebral. Um, yeah. He's all about show. He's all about laughs. He's all about ratings. Yeah. He's all about a safety spot. Yeah. And his safeness was like a good 50 plus years ago because yeah. he's a, a, a white man that um, ha- that has made his career built on Privileges of being a rich white man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And and the conversation right now, I see in the U.S. is a lot of people are talk talking politically. A lot of people mm-hmm. are 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 riding on the coat strings of this this old dude. Yeah. That is um reflecting on a, a an ancient time
1: yeah. in a
4: in a day of high technology 50 years ago is ancient
5: mm. and
4: um people's mindsets have to evolve have to keep up with the um with, technology, with social construct maybe a social construct doesn't evolve at the same time that technology does but it rounds up eventually yeah and um, when you're talking with people that you that are stuck in a, a previous mindset, an old age mindset, an antiquated, antiquated, antiquated mindset. I'm trying to come up with the same word. Um, it, it's historical but it doesn't mean that. We have a- yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right.
2: All right, so uh all right. Oh, I'm just I'm
4: just saying this. I'm just saying this because I'm involved in a whole bunch of conversations with a whole bunch of people. yeah um, either in political groups on Facebook or or, or 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 other groups on Facebook and I deal with this stuff like on the daily. And 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 I come across folks that are talking in a certain manner and as much as I disagree with them i do my best to um get my point across and in yeah. hopes of opening up their eyes
1: yeah.
4: to an alter- <laughs> to, 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 to something that is alternative to their reality <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, well... You we have well, no clue how how, how how hard that is.
1: Um, I, I
4: get... I, and I get um, um, Conway's um, reference to alternate realities. But then here I am getting all philosoph- philosophical again. I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that word. But... <laughs> people are stuck in a certain mindset and they think that theirs is the best. Mm You know, but then the reality of the world as we live it right now, they Mm -hmm. are, they're, 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 they're off. They're off to mm. the left, to the right. They're they're not focused on what is yes. real, what is really really happening right now. They're just what? doing things or talking about things to cushion their beliefs.
2: So, yes. so how? Do well, you make, how here's what I'm gonna tell you. Them? Here's what I'm to yeah, tell you. I got I got uh two the other two distinctions in this module. I'm gonna try to go through them as quick as possible, but I do want I'm more committed to finishing them than trying to do them fast. But I definitely want to go through these because I don't because because if I wait till the next one, it's just gonna make us go even longer. So um, I'm hearing what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying, and uh, I'm gonna give you some tools to work through this. And one of those tools is going to be a solution to the question called "That's an interesting way of looking at things." Would you like, would you like to see or hear another? So, I promise um, uh, you're going to hear that. So, um, I get you completely because you saying you you're speaking for. I believe I know you speaking for me. I don't know if you speaking for for Tim and Tom, but you definitely speaking for me around this whole conversation called. Uh, what the hell is going on here and why are we dealing with this past crap because we're in the future and all that other stuff, right? So, um, you know, with that in mind, I'm going to bring up – I'm going to complete – I'm completing the the concept of mental modeling. Mental modeling is the context for everything that comes after it, from here to the end of the program, quite frankly. So, you know, I have the program designed, the nine modules – are in order of importance. Like you need to have this before you can actually understand the next one after it. So we started out with learning how to learn. And so learning will allow you to understand how to distinguish the person's mental model. You talk about accountability. Accountability is about how to uh, manage distinctions to this point and how to, how to be responsible for the quality of the conversations that you're in. Like don't depend on them is a hundred percent zero. Matter of fact, a friend said to me, "I don't know." In the last week or two, he says, "Marriage is not fifty-fifty. Marriage is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Divorce is 50 50 <laughs> Right.
1: That's Anyhow, funny. that is. Funny. I know.
2: I know. So well, marriage is one hundred, one hundred. Divorce is fifty-fifty. So
1: that's
2: uh, <laughs> so messed up. Anyhow, um, and then listening, knowing how to listen. And now the distinctions talk to you about – the distinctions about what to listen for as opposed to how to listen. So um, that's why, you know, we're going into this. And then from from once we understand what to listen for so we can tell who we're dealing with and how to communicate with them and all of that stuff, you know, the next thing to do is um, uh, how to deal with their emotions because now you understand their intellect, right, because how it goes is something happens, you haven't thought about what happens. We're now dealing with the thought about what happens. And then next module is about emotions, uh, which is about how they feel about what they thought. And that's two sessions because there's a lot of dealing with the emotions. And then the, the, the module after that is going to be about, um, about effective interactions. More or less, the rest of it is about what to do, what they're going to do with whatever was what they thought and what they felt how what you need to do with them and how to support them with doing and all that stuff. So, and then how to communicate that. So you can start having them doing um, because um, this module and the next one, empathy is the last two modules in terms of listening. The, the, the following four modules after that is about speaking, like how to speak in ways that work. So we haven't gotten there yet, Suzanne. So I'm feeling your, your impact, empathy. I'm feeling your feelings. Feeling your concerns, upsets, annoyances, all of that. But I got plenty of tools. I think if you don't figure it out, you want to say something that's going to help me figure it out. So, make sense?
4: We could. We
2: could. All right. right. I never said it like that before. I I really (laughs) got to listen to (laughs) this. Work
4: in progress. Work in progress. It's magic.
1: It's magic because as
3: you're Um, delivering the program, we're, we're able, you're pulling stuff out of us and we're pulling stuff out of you.
2: And actually, Beautiful thing. Great. great, These are the uh, type of things that I need to be saying to the uh, top 100 employees at Microsoft,
3: right. at Goldman Sachs. But, but, but you like, you said, like you said, like said earlier, man, he's like everything really is about relationships. Like the lady made that keynote about you know our current president. She was like the guy has relationship issues. When you have relation, when, you, when when you have sound relationships and understanding how to build those relationships, you have great business relationships good relationships yeah. at home, you know, with your friends, family, so on and so forth. So, so. Yeah, that's, that's mm.
2: my, little, my little bit. Got it. So, okay, great. So now we're going to move to the next distinction. I talked about it briefly last uh, last session. I only ran through it real quick, and I might run through it real quick again, but I'll be able to bring it to uh, more focus uh, during the modules, around, uh, during the uh, empathy module. Uh, which is definitely going to be two sessions, and if it's going like this, it's going to be three. So, uh, <laughs> but, but it's really worth it, and uh, you know you'll love it. All right. So next, uh, th- this next one is called Monkey Mind. Uh, yeah, I talked about it last week, real quick, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Monkey Mind. So
1: what? What?
2: Monkey Mind. So I'm going to explain Monkey. it to you. Monkey, like, you know, gorilla, ape, monkey, monkey. Monkey Monkey mind. What? Monkey mind. mind. Yeah, monkey brain, monkey mind, Yeah. Brain, mind, mind. Monkey mind. So, monkey mind was first identified or created by the Buddha centuries ago. So, it's public domain intellectual property. If you do a search on the Internet, you'll likely see variations of what I'm about to share. But it's all extremely useful, so don't worry about the specifics of the list I'm talking about, I'm about to share. Just remember to use it contextually because that's where the value is. So the reason why I bring up uh, monkey mind is because the first place to look when attempting to determine a person or a group's mental model is whether they're actually conscious or not. (laughs) The best way to determine this is by using something called monkey mind, the monkey mind checklist. That's what it's called, the monkey mind checklist. So first is you want to be talking to people who are conscious. You want to talk to alive people because they may be looking at you and blinking and breathing, but that don't mean they're actually awake. So the monkey mind checklist will tell you, when somebody is being in a particular place, whether they're actually um, awake or not. If you see any of these things on the checklist, they may not be actually conscious, so you'd be talking to their machinery, not them. Make sense? Yep. All, All right. right. Thomas, Thomas, can you hit me with a text every once in a while? Let me know you're still alive, man, because, you know, I just want to make sure you're still alive, bro. You're saying. All right, so... Um, so let me just—I'm going to run down the checklist real quick, and then I'll prescribe them uh, uh, as I we go along. To
4: say something. good I'm a little I feel a little offensive as to saying monkey mind.
1: Okay. Why?
4: Um. Um. Just getting back to the whole thing about. Um,
1: Brainwashing
4: brainwashing racism, uh, breaking down people to... Let me help you with that.
2: Let me help you with that. You You ready?
4: All right.
2: Monkey Mind, the Monkey Mind checklist was first identified or created by the Buddha centuries ago. Long... Mm -hmm. At least the Buddha. Ah,
4: okay.
2: Yeah, this is not this is this is is not american stuff this is two millennia ago at least three probably either three or four millennia ago so he was he was born and came and left before jesus christ was there this is super old school stuff yeah uh so i hear what i hear what you're saying this is not anything like no that's a that uh-huh. happened twelve hours ago, and then the way the white folks did it was about five minutes ago. That's about how it is, <laughs> Taiwan. <time-wise. laughs> a, a uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, all right, okay,
1: all right, so, all
4: right. Yeah. Move along.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I want to take that out of your space, and, and I, I uh, empower. You know, I, I, uh, how do I say? Um, I acknowledge you um, for you know your, how it hit you. But uh, the Buddha was not, ra- was not racist. And if he was, no, he was fully enlightened. He's was the Buddha. He was the one that came up with this. You know what I mean? It wasn't the white folk. They might use it. I've never heard them use it, by the way, because uh, if they did, they'd have to tell on themselves um, when you hear the checklist.
1: <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
2: <laughs> um, because this checklist means these are the different ways people are uh, asleep at the wheel, bottom line. So, I'm gonna, I'm going to run through them and then I'm going to explain them a little further. And then I want to do one more distinction after this. Uh it's called the 10 types of vision. And that's the one I really want to delve, you know. So, so uh monkey mind checklist. So, there's 17 different mindsets or ways of being that as uh, an indication that the person you're talking to is checked out. That's what this is checked out. So, being vague rather than being clear. Dealing with the past and or the future as if it's the present. Uh, Being defensive. Uh, Taking things personally. Um, Feeling resigned. Uh, Making qualifying statements. I'll explain that shortly. Making excuses. Using either or thinking. Being paranoid. Fragmenting your personality, making comparisons, rationalizing, justifying, deflecting, being a martyr, being bitchy, being impulsive.
1: Damn. So, I'm like, that's yeah. That's about me. Shit, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> i like, yeah. so, at work. <laughs>
2: uh, I got you. I totally got you. Yeah, because you're different when you're home. I got you. So being vague, being vague means that you're not really Want to commit, but you're also just not ready to face reality. So you'll think vaguely, you'll be speaking vaguely. Um, you know, you'll um, just, how do I say? Uh, it's almost like um, you're leaving a back door for yourself. You're just not going to – it's like a noncommittal mindset or noncommittal way of being, being vague. Well, you know, I was kind of thinking about this. I'm not sure if I want to do that. Maybe I will. You know, I'll let you know. I'm thinking about it. I promise to think about it. <laughs> That's somebody checked out. They have no commitment to nothing, you know. Dealing with the past, seeing what the past and or the future is, this is the present. Like, it's always going to be like that. Or it always used to be like that. So it's never going to change. That's dealing with the past or the future as if it's the present. Yeah. Being defensive. Do I need to explain that? Probably not. Mm -mm. Taking things personally. I definitely don't need to explain that because, you know, uh, uh, Suzanne is explaining that with her guy for, you know, for a while. So we got there. We're clear about that. (laughs) Feeling (laughs) feeling resigned. Like you just can't win. You're never going to win. You're a loser or, you know, you lost or whatever. Feeling resigned is, is unconscious, because if you're conscious, you start seeing opportunities, you see possibilities, because life is more about possibility and opportunity than anything else. Making qualifying statements is kind of like what I was saying about being vague. Being vague is more like being vague with yourself, to yourself. Making qualifying statements is, you can't make me commit, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to commit, but I'm uh, uh, I'm, I might be able to be there. I'm thinking I should be able to be there, but it's not like I will be there. It's not commitment. So that's a person leaving the back door open there, too. Uh, making excuses, you know, um, making excuses is, you know, a whole other story there. Uh, kids learn how to do that because they watch their parents do it. Um <laughs> They don't start it out on their own. They watch their parents make excuses, so they do the same thing.
0: Using okay. either or, or
2: thinking. Excuse me? No, nah, just keep going. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Using either or thinking. Either, either this or that. It's like black and white thinking. It's either black or white. No, there's lots more colors than black and white. You know what I mean? But people who coming from that perspective, they're mentally checked out. They're sorting. They're not thinking. They're not analyzing. They're not checking in. They're not inspecting their ideas. That's what all of this is telling you. If they do doing any of this stuff, they're not that. Paranoid. Paranoid is fearful of the past that the, that the present is going to be like the past. Paranoid. Ain't I possible.
3: I at work? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm having a, yeah. like, a, like a light bulb moment. I'm like, am I an asshole at work? Uh, well, damn.
2: Maybe I, Maybe. I don't know. Uh, now, here's the next man. one. Yeah. Here's the next one. Fragmenting your personality. So fragmenting your personality is like, a part of me feels this way, but another part of me feels that way, and another part of me kind of feels like that. And then another part of me wants to really do this. But see, that's you're acting like there's, there's four, four of you in there. It's really just one person feeling four different ways. <laughs> you know? so, mm-hmm. to, even, to even go there is like, dude, not, hello, knock, knock, you in there? <laughs> when I was uh when I was in my early twenties, I had a had a friend who was kind of like a mentor. His name was Singleton, yeah. and uh Singleton would hear me and hear me be checked out, and he would be like, "Hello, Earth, calling Tony." <laughs> 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 oh, that's the only one that understood that. But Earth, calling Tony. Hello, check. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew what I was saying that made him say that. I just always remember him saying that. That was hilarious, man. I used to hate it, but I still had to laugh, you know. Um, uh-huh. so fragmenting my your personality all over the place rather than in one place. The next is um, making comparisons, comparing yourself to anything besides you. It means you're checked out because you're worried about something. You ain't you ain't that. Um, rationalizing is um, choosing. A legitimate, in your mind, something re- relatively legitimate as a reason for doing what you're doing before you do it. Justifying is rationalizing after the fact. <laughs> so you rationalize yourself into stealing, and then and then after you stole, you had to talk to somebody. You got to justify. It. So rationalizing and justifying, the only difference is the timing. It's the same thing. Before and after. Now
3: I, now I get it when people say, you be like, man, what's up, man? Oh, just mucking it around.
2: Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're literally mugging it around, right? And deflecting. Uh, get it. Yeah. Deflecting is, oh, man, that's a nice suit you got on. Oh, this old thing. Man, i had this for a while. That would be deflecting. Oh, you're beautiful. <sighs> what do you mean? I had this dress forever. That would be deflected. Can't handle mm-hmm. acknowledgement. Can't handle dealing with life uh, directly. Um, uh, deflecting is unconscious. It's not like, hmm, out of all the answers I can give this person, let me give them an answer about uh, – let me deflect them with my answer. Nobody says that. They just do it. It's a you know what?
4: You know what it in. is? You know what it is in real life? Hmm. A whole lot of people do not know how to deal with compliments. Yep. I a, raise whole my hand lot of people, a whole lot of people can't just say thank you. And right. Just let it ride, and just let it ride at that. I mean, if someone yeah. gives you compliments, um, appreciate it and just say thank right. you. But then yeah. some people are twisted. <laughs> And 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 it's, uh, uh, that if you say thank you and just let it ride, they say oh, babe, they're just like 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 too hot, too coy, toy, too, too. But no, no, it gives you a compliment. Right. Just say thank you and move it right along. Yep. Yeah. Accept yeah, the compliment way. for what it is, yeah. and just just move it right along. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep, exactly. All right, so um, so that's uh, deflecting, and then the next is being a martyr. See, I do this stuff, and now, you know, I'm just doing the best I can. You know, it's it's, it's being a victim, but you know, also like you like you throw yourself under the bus, and then you know, make people feel bad about you, or you you know you try to make them feel guilty or something because you know,
0: you're doing the best you can, but you see what they did to me.
2: Uh, it's victimhood. Uh,
3: yeah, you've seen
2: him. Right.
3: Yes, I know a lot of modern.
2: <laughs> Thomas bounced off, it looked like. We lost him. All right. Maybe he got distracted by some of the uh, monkey mind uh, uh, person's uh, actions.
1: Um, maybe,
2: maybe he heard too many of his own and got off. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> um, I'm here. I'm still, I'm still here. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's how I get you to talk now. Oh, okay. I got to insult you, and then you talk. Okay. <laughs> See? That's the mental model. <laughs> that's how you interact with them effectively, you know? One of the things I, I tell you, I'll give you, another, I'll give you another thing. One of the things that I found that will make it, almost almost every woman on the planet respond to you what? is you, you say three words. What? Those three words are, are you okay? Oh, God. I mean, they really have to be so angry at you that they want to kill you for them to not respond. Otherwise, they're going to respond. I've been trying. I've been doing this for years. And even if it takes three days for them to get back, it's like, wow, he's really concerned about my safety and security. I swear to God. So you got to learn, like, what works and what doesn't in communication, you know? But that one, I get anybody will respond, anyone will respond. As long as I don't tell them that that's what I'm, you know, that that's that, that's what I just said. As long as I'll tell him, it works. As so i tell him, it won't work with that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: trying to get me to talk. He's trying to manipulate
2: me. No. But if I don't say that, then it works. Um, I don't know if that ever worked for you before, um, Suzanne, but um, I've I've noticed in the last three years, I only had one woman not respond to me after that. So I'm like, uh, oh, i
3: cool try this for uh, a weekend. Say that again? Kind of a uh, weekend.
2: Yeah, okay. And by the way, after you ask that question,
1: yeah.
2: you, you can't do nothing. You got to wait for the response. Even if it take a week. What? Anyhow, okay. Minute,
1: so, man,
3: I already done wrote this shit down, man.
2: Yeah, all right, good. So I'm saying once you ask the question, you can't say nothing else. You got to wait for that. It's like sales and sales. In sales, they say, once you offer, once you offer the price, the next person who speaks loses, because they're indicating that their concern is bigger than the person who didn't say nothing yet. I remember when I was uh, selling cars, and uh, I gave this guy, you know, the offer from the manager, and sat down. I presented it to him, sat down, and he didn't say nothing, and I didn't say nothing. For so, like three minutes silence while he's looking at this piece of paper. I'm like, I am not talking first. Nope. I am not losing this one. And then after three minutes, he said, uh, do you have my color? (laughs) And then he hit behind the car. By the way, like it was almost three minutes of silence. I was not, I would be sitting there right now without having said anything. If that's how committed I was to not saying a word. Right. So I'm saying if you ever use that, don't say nothing. Let her be the one, that, the next person to talk. Otherwise, you blew your opportunity. Just saying.
3: What I, I do when she says something?
2: She'll tell you. what You'll figure it out, but she'll tell you what's, what's going on. You,
3: know? so you might get in trouble.
2: Maybe, but probably not. Oh. Probably not. Anyhow, just, that's just one piece. That's just one idea. Um I'm almost scared that Suzanne ain't saying nothing, but I I guess maybe I should be okay because she's not saying nothing. I don't know. Let me keep it moving. So uh Oh, i
4: <laughs> um, my, my my line dropped and I just uh just oh. It again.
2: Oh I thought it was uh, I thought it was uh, um, that, uh, that disappeared. It was you. Uh, Good. Uh, hey. uh,
4: just some of the uh, condos.
2: Okay. All right, so I'm uh, gonna keep it moving now. The last two uh of, of the monkey mind indicators is uh being bitchy. What you talking
1: about?
4: <laughs> yeah. Women do that, they're not going to. I, 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 I still don't like that monkey mind
1: reference.
3: You <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> just Google it
4: so you can get I, I, it. I did it. I already I put know. it in just the um, me, yeah. That's just me simmering on the side. I do not care for that monkey mind reference. But I, I get it. I get it. But I don't care yes. for it. I understand.
2: I, it. I understand. I'm a black man from okay. the Blocks. I get it. I get it. Right. Soft right. I really do. Right. But okay. it ain't that. But it ain't that. But in, and how you know it ain't that is because the folks that would be calling us monkeys will be coming from this monkey mind checklist. <laughs> They'd be doing everything in this checklist.
1: Dude, what he doing? Hit this on the head, dude! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Wow! Good.
2: All right, moving, good.
4: moving right along.
2: Okay, good. And then the last one <laughs> is being impulsive, doing stuff without thinking. You know, like being firing. Being, being what? Being impulsive. Impulsive. Okay. Yeah, unconsciously impulsive. We just feel like doing something, you know, like I've firing people Atlanta. out of your cabin. Yeah, sorry.
3: I had kind of checked that for a moment, guys, because I, I was, as I was, Tony was talking, and I was taking notes, and I decided to write a post to ask that question on Facebook when my phone just started <laughs> jumping off. And I'm like, "Wow, you're right. <laughs> I can
1: see it now.
2: Are okay. you okay?
1: Yeah, I just asked the question. boom.
2: Yeah. Yep. Your phone gonna blow up for a while. You might get 200 comments from that one.
1: Wow.
2: So. Um, so anyhow, those are the 17 uh, monkey mind uh, uh, checklist indicators. Those are the indicators. Maybe you want to call it um, um, uh, met, uh, unconscious mental model checklist. How about that? Uh,
4: I don't know what I, I – uh, we will come up with a name, but I can't think of it right now. But anyway.
2: Okay. Yeah, so
1: let me know.
2: Maybe what there is for you to do is to, like, look up the Buddha. I mean, I know this Buddhism is a religion, but, you know, maybe you want to look up the Buddha's history or something so you can know what kind of a man he is so that you could connect that to this versus that other stuff, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, cool. I'll do oh, <laughs> Yeah, because I have I'll nothing be...
3: to do with anything with, like, this, this whole Americanized culture thing. It's totally different from that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along. Beautiful. Okay. (laughs) Now the
2: next one, this one is the one that I think is going to make the biggest difference out of all of the distinctions in this module. Um, I'm going to try to do it as quick as possible. If I can't, then, you know, we'll do whatever we can and then we'll finish it. uh, Start off the next session with starting with this. So this is now called the 10 types of vision. The ten types of vision. This is a original idea come from Tony Veer directly. Uh, a lot of these are, but this one is I'm particularly proud of. And when I when you hear about it, you'll understand why. So, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You've heard that saying before, Suzanne. Yes. I know Tim knows that one because he uses hammers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a <construction. laughs> It I is. know you he heard it, right? So um so there's um one way of seeing things and one way of dealing with things. So a hammer with a nail. Then there's one way of seeing things, but there are many ways of dealing with things. So um there's a hammer, but the hammer now is being used to not just hammer nails in, but also to pull nails out you know, to uh, to scratch your back if you really needed it, you know, really badly, Um, you know, to uh, hold it, to do something else with something. Like, you can use the hammer in different ways, but it's still a hammer, and you're still dealing with it as a nail, dealing with the nail. Then there are many ways of seeing things, but only one way of dealing with things, meaning, you know, you could be humorous, you could be open, you could be, uh, um, you know, kind, you could be, you know, uh, uh, disciplined. But in the end, no matter what happens, you punish people <laughs> because that's your only result. That's the only thing you know what to do. Hit the nail on the head no matter how, what tool you use, whether you're using a hammer, a saw, a drill, a spoon. No matter what you're using, you're going to deal with it one way by hitting that thing on top of it, <laughs> Hit the nail on top of the head. Because, you know, you see lots of ways to deal with that hammer, I mean, with that nail, it's still a nail to use, right? Then the uh, last thing is there are many ways of seeing things and also many ways of dealing with things. You could have a whole uh, garage full of tools, and then you know how to use them in so many different situations that you're not trapped by any way. That's what these 10 types of vision distinctions is, is going to be giving you. So I'm going to communicate to you. And this is once you understand somebody's conscious, now you can go here and start listening for how they're paying attention to the world. That's the key to this. So I'm going to go through this briefly, and then we're going to start next session on this because this is, I, I just got. This is going to be a long ass conversation. You know, uh, we're not going to go that long tonight, but um, this is a long conversation so it's just so. I can't leave nothing on the table with this one. So the ten types of vision. There's horizontal vision, peripheral vision x-ray vision intuitive vision ground level vision connection vision microscopic vision financial vision authenticity vision vertical vision so let me explain to you what they each are um and let me just go over there first so horizontal vision Horizontal vision is, like, how to get from here to there. It's getting things done vision. It's project management vision. Um, peripheral vision is uh, awareness of the environment and the impact. So peripheral is, like, you're looking at one thing, but you can see something in the corner of your eye, so to speak, that's, that's actually looking like it's going to impact this thing. Um and so you worry about the, envi- the, the, the the surroundings as well as the specific thing that you're paying attention to. X-ray vision. This is the type of vision where people can see through other people, places, and things. They can see through things. Um, intuitive. These are people that live from their gut reactions. Ground-level vision. This is people who are looking at, okay, what's the what's so right now? That's where they look at and deal with life from there. Next is connection vision. How things are related to everything else. How is this connected to that, connected to this, connected to that? It's like you're always seeing the impact of it. You don't necessarily, these people don't necessarily see things, don't see things systematically, but they see things like uh, connected, like one thing leads to another, kind of like. Um, Next is microscopic. These are people that can get to the bottom of things. Um, like they can see things, uh, they can see the uh, uh, the atoms, <laughs> the uh, neutrons, electrons, the protons of a thing. They can go all the way to the essence of a thing. Uh, it's not the same thing as being able to see through people. Uh, and it's not the same thing as uh, uh, gut-level reactions, Um but somebody, if not knowing these things, might think that that's where they're coming from. But really what they're doing is they just know how to dig to the bottom of the well. Uh, next is financial vision. These are people who they're always worried about, is this worth it? What's the risk? I need to manage my risk. What's the impact? Is this valuable enough for me to do this? Am I going to make any mistakes? Am I going to lose? That's, 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 my, that's financial vision. RO, I should probably call it ROI vision, but five financial vision. Um, and it's not about necessarily about money because it's going to be about time, relationships, whatever. Uh, authenticity vision. These are people who's, who's got excellent bullshit meters.
1: Mm.
2: And, then, and then last is vertical vision. These are people who are, are contextual in nature. They're looking at the high road. Um, they're looking at the meaning of things like that. So the reason why these are so valuable is because if I'm a horizontal vision guy, I'm about project management. How are we going to get this done? And you are, um, Tim, let's say you are a financial vision guy, so you're a risk management person. Is this valuable. I'm going to be saying how things get done, and you're going to be minimizing what I'm doing because you're going to be talking to me about how, how much risk is involved and how much we need to cost and all the blah, 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 blah. in the right. meantime, in the meantime, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Suzanne she's vision she's a, a vertical vision person she's about context she can see the future so to speak like what's possible so she's talking about the the, the vision the goal now what has happened is we're going to disagree if we don't learn to bring our visions together because I'm not seeing things the way you are and you're not seeing things the way I am which is why one of the biggest problems in the world is how come
0: you're not, how come you're not like me
2: So um, I think I'm going to leave it right here and we're going to pick up on this next week because I really want to go into not only being able to recognize these things, but how it affects people speaking, how it affects relationships, how to recognize it, how to transform it, how to see that people are there in it, and all of that stuff. So this 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 conversation could go an hour this particular one here, because there's just too much to it. But I'll, I'll, one of the things I will say is when I say, hey, uh, that's an interesting way of looking at things, would you like to hear another? One of the things you would be looking at is, okay, how is this person um, looking at things? Um, and and so, you know, you might identify that they're X-ray vision. They know how to see through things, right, which is great. But then if you drop on um some peripheral vision, some ground-level vision, some financial vision, some authenticity vision, and some vertical vision, they'll be like, well, at least two of them I kind of can agree with. And then um, there's one more thing I will say, um, that when people, when there's no problem, people usually have one way of looking at things, one or two oh, ways. Oh, mm-hmm.
4: oh, oh, me, me stepping in. Um, I'm all about the vertical vision. Me too. That's <laughs> on the head. I'm, I'm all about the vertical vision, so I, I hear yes. what you're saying that there there are different aspects yes. and different um um, um elevations. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm all about the vertical.
2: Well, I will tell you, for me, I'm 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 eight of these. I have the capacity to pay attention to eight of these ten visions. So the ones that I don't pay attention to that much is financial vision and horizontal vision, not much. I don't worry about risk, reward. And um, I do care about getting things done, but I'm not a getting things done kind of guy per se. Like who I am is the vision guy and, you know, see all these other ways that these things can get done. But I'm not going to be keeping my nose to the grindstone getting it done. I just not that. I can help somebody and guide somebody along in that line, so that's just not where I come from naturally, normally, as much as I probably should more. and uh, Maybe I will more, but I just know that I can hear when somebody's in, in project management vision, and I'm getting annoyed with me for me not being there. <laughs> but, but, the other, but the other eight, I'm all, all the way in on. I start with vertical vision, uh, x-ray vision, and microscopic vision. That's where I start from. And then I could shift around like like the like the predator who he shifts his vision you know is is uh is is uh what do you call it his uh goggles his uh his uh, yeah. visual filter right I could shift yeah. through all of these, I could shift through all ten, but there's eight that I come from, and then the only one that kind of annoys me is the, is the financial vision because I'm like, come on man, we could yo please man, come on, so <laughs> now what's interesting is. People could see, people have these different visions when things are working, and then when things are not working, they shift to another vision. Okay. So usually, usually people, maps will have, like, four different places that they look from, but for different times. So when everything is great, they're looking one way. Everything's not great, they're looking from another. Mm. And so, you know, we'll talk about it because you want to be able to recognize what kind of vision are they looking from so that you could, Join them where they are and start creating something and let them know that you actually understand and you're connected to them, you can relate to them because this is where they're coming from. So we're going to talk more about it. Let me end it right here. But uh, this is going to give you, um, you know, the, the type of uh, vision that, um, that will give you access to really being able to generate what's the other person's mental model one of the things that's interesting is people have these mental models but they have conversational styles that is contrary 90% of the time to their to their visual uh acuity to, the, to their their focus like how their brain is working they don't talk to you directly like the way their brain is working. So we're going to talk about that in the second half of the empathy module. The empathy module is about emotions, and it's about three things. It's about uh, listening, how to listen. So I'm going to bring listening back. Again, how to listen when people are in different spaces is what that's about. And then the second thing is going to be um, about um, – Let's second thing? So the second thing is, About how to manage the emotions. One is about how to listen in ways that bring the conversation back. The second is about how to manage emotions. Then the third is the conversational styles. When I get to the conversational styles, I'm going to come back to, uh, we'll be talking about this a third time, somewhat, uh, the 10 types of vision. So, um, yeah, this thing, as you can tell, is very, very uh, complicated. And uh, it's all, uh, very, very super cool. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Um, anything y'all want to say? Um, we went all the way in when it came to uh, mental models, and I love it.
3: Man, great call,
1: man. Great okay.
3: Call. Okay. I wish I'd have gone to that college I went to. I'd have
1: done
3: <laughs> that. Okay. Uh,
4: The the, the whole concept, it's like an octopus, you know. It's got a body, but it's got arms that reach out into all kinds of directions,
1: which is kind of
3: cool, which is kind of cool. This is a class, man, for real,
2: dude.
3: I wish so many people would take it. You got
2: to get
3: this finished and set up, Tony.
2: Uh, Yo, listen, man I mean, y'all are pulling a whole lot of stuff out of me man. This is why, you know, this is supposed to be a 10-session call 10-session call series Well, y'all, it might be 20 I swear (laughs) I'm not going until it's done Y'all get it fully And then I'll be able to, you know, summarize and systematize And and slim it down So that people can get it, you know, quicker You know, one of the things I'm creating is is, uh, I'm calling that movie mind Movie, Movie listening, movie listening you know, because um, we, we talked about that, right? Instead of calling, yeah. you know, instead of calling you uh, or uh, uh, intimate listening or whatever I call it, uh, anthropological listening, call it a movie listening. You know, listen like you'd be in a the movie theater. That'll be so much right. easier for people to remember. It ain't even funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So All y'all, right. are, y'all, are, yeah, y'all are helping me transform this, man. I'm loving it. That's what's up. So Thomas said it was a great call. And, um, uh, yeah, so now I'm about to uh, go hang out with uh, one of my buddies in a, one of the landmark call courses. I'll be out there. I'll be spending the time with him the rest of the day. He's, uh, uh, my six months, my second uh, session, uh, second go around with him. Uh, his name is Eric, he's from, from, uh, South Jersey. He's, he's out of the Philadelphia area mostly, but, uh, he's up here in New York for a, uh, one year program that costs, uh, $3,100 to do, uh, called the wisdom course. And, um, I'm going to go hang out in the course with him for a little while, and then uh, tonight what we're going to do is something that I love doing. I don't do it often. But I love doing it, but I only do it with guys. And uh, so what I'm going to do is we're going to go to uh, Union Square in New York, which is um, I think is the most diverse area on the planet, certainly the most diverse area in New York City. And what I mean by diverse is, you know, you got all races and creeds and religions in New York, but in Union Square? They're all there. So, like, if you're in the Wall Street area, you got business people, mostly and messengers and people like that, right? You're up in Harlem or you're in the Bronx, you got you know residents mostly up there and a couple of business owners, right? But it, in Union Square, you got students, you got residents, you got visitors, you got uh, employees, you got uh, you got all kind of everything. You know, you got salespeople, you got you got every type of person and every kind of mindset. And every time places space in their life in that in that area. So it's just, it's the most it's the most diverse place I've ever seen. Uh, so we're going to go in there, and I'm going to teach them uh, how to see what's going on with women. <laughs> we're going to spend two hours in the cold looking at women, talking about, hey, did you see that? Or can you see what she's seeing? And blah, 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 blah. So it's going to be a blast. I uh, just want to share that with you all, because uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. And then, and then I'm gonna make them And then I'm gonna make them pay me. a uh, no, wait, Bobby wait, and wait, wait,
4: wait. So this is yeah. like an open forum type of, union square. So, yeah,
2: i want to So, so, how, how are you familiar with New York, New York City, yeah. Manhattan?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So on the corner of 14th Street and Broadway. That's where we're gonna be standing. Okay. For between an hour and a half or two hours, however long it takes for him to get it, and however long he can, we can both stand without like freezing or being tired.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Right. Yeah, and um, um, because what happens is people are walking and they don't notice that you're noticing them. They're too busy being themselves. Wow. Okay. Matter of fact, I got an exercise um that I that I learned to do. Um, in the team management leadership program with Landmark, which is, uh, I give uh, a couple of teams. I put uh, three to three to four people in the groups, a couple of groups, and I tell them, Hey, listen, create some create. I give you four different topics, and then I want you to create a essay, a one page essay, um, about that topic. But one of the things you have to do is you need to be able to bring. Like, have it turn it into one voice. It can't just be like you put a whole bunch of opinions together. That's not an essay. You got to make all, whatever you come together with, it got to sound like one person do it. So you bring your voices together, right? Give them 15 to 20 minutes, and then I watched how they do it. And they end up creating the essay, whether they did it good, bad, or indifferent. But what I'm watching for is how they're acting as a team together. And so I get a chance to tell on them what they're doing as a team because they don't even know that's what I'm doing. They got no idea. So um, I ended up falling in love with the fact that that's what's going on. (laughs) And they can't even deny that that was acting that way because they were, but they had no relationship to it because they was just focusing on getting the the F.A. done. So us standing out there on 14th Street watching, you know, the women go by and how to deal with men, their facial expressions, their actions, their reaction, their lack of action—all of that is um, is uh, something he's going to be able to see because they they're not hiding because they don't know why we're standing there. They just see us standing because they're in a hurry. They got to go. where They got to go. So that's was that's why I love it. And I've had uh, I don't know if you if you remember uh, Tim some months ago where I had um, uh, a Asian guy. We went out. I gave him a coaching session. And then the next day, he had posted a picture of him with his girl was yeah. giving him a kiss on the cheek. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Right. That's what we did. The day before, we were standing out on 14th Street, and he learned how to see what's going on. With he learned how to see behind women's mask. Hmm. That's the going to work. So that's what I'm about to do with my man, Eric. And uh, I'm going to have fun. I need to buy me some gloves, though, because it's cold out there. <laughs> All right. Um, Listen, love y'all. Go ahead and have some fun. Uh, i got to get dressed and go to this course now, so talk to y'all later. All right. Cool, people. Oh, oh, yeah, Tim. By the way, Tim, sorry.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Let me throw something into the mix. Today is the day of marching. Um, There's the march march happening, and there is a march here in Montreal coinciding with the young people's march that is uh, yeah. on throughout
1: a, uh, the in many
4: cities in the U.S. You know, yeah. um, young people are, are are standing up and 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 speaking out against gun control, or yep. speaking for gun control, and this this crazy mess that we right. are all involved in. So, um, yeah. Thanks for the, the uh, Today's going to be a remarkable day.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get out on the street before 8 o'clock tonight, so it'll be all right.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to be watching, a, I'm going to be listening for that because I really want these kids to break these guys down. Because, I mean, listen, if they can't do it before they're old enough to get into Congress and and, and get into the laws themselves, if they're not old, enough, if they don't get it done by then, by the time they're old enough to do that, they'll take over and eliminate that that bull. You know, yeah, you can yeah. have a gun, but let's be assholes about it. You know what I mean? Come on, y'all. It's just about selling guns for crying out loud. But you know, they're trying to be in the fifties again. You know, say? Yeah, that's what I
4: was saying before. Um, Old boys in the White House. <laughs> and I call him
0: old, great old boy again. I yeah.
4: I call him old boy. I refuse to call him by his name. Old boy is in the White House and he has basically turned back the American clock a good 50 years, if not more. He's Feminist. turned back the clock. He's turned back the clock in American mentality prior to the whole civil rights movement prior to women's rights movements prior to the um the gay movement um th- th- these old boys they want to take things back to when they were comfortable and when they ruled but yep. um um that that ain't going to sit right that that is yeah. not sitting right and the sooner they get over that the better
2: yeah, well, they're not going to get over it. They're not going to get over it. What's going to end up happening is what happened with Moses. They didn't get to the promised land for 40 years because God wanted to have the two generations of assholes die before they get to the promised land. So that's what had to happen. And, and uh, it's going to happen between that. But I, we we should be fine, I think, by about 2050 or so, 2040, 2050.
4: Well, I don't know about y'all, but i got some grandkids coming up in the system. I've got two grandsons <laughs> right now. Um, they're at the age of seven and four. I've mm. got another grandson that's about to pop out into the world in
1: August.
4: Mm. Uh-oh, mm. that's cool. I mm. want my grandson. To live in a world where their voice matters and they are not deemed as a threat. Yeah. The way that this old boy is painting things, um, he, he's not giving my grandsons any consideration.
1: Yep.
3: And
4: and that yep. pisses me. Me, Susie, who loves everybody, but this pissed me, excuse my French again, pisses me the fuck off. I knew that was what you was going to say. I so knew you were going to say that. It pisses yep, me off to know that it just pisses me off. And I yeah. get frustrated. Yeah, I get frustrated when I listen to the news and, and... It also pisses me off that how a lot of Americans think that okay fine um this is all about them in their country but whatever happens whatever happens in the US whatever happens in in it, it affects other countries globally you know Yep of course and and I think a lot of Americans, they're so, um, what's the word?
0: Unaware? Insular,
4: insular unaware, oh. so out of touch of the yeah. fact that they, or ignorant of the fact that yeah. they are a part of a global community. They think of yeah. it, it's all about them, Um. He's all about uh, make America great again. I mean, shit.
0: Yeah. Dog worship <laughs> it's, it's, for... It's, it's,
4: it's yeah. a global community. We all reflect, react um, on, on, on everything that happens affects us all. <laughs> and... Um, it it just pisses me off. It pisses me off, and more importantly, since I do have my grandkids, young black men being raised in the U.S., I'm 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 scared of them. I'm I'm scared of for them, yeah. and and how um, this current White House administration is um, is is showing their ass. Yes. Which is not conducive to growth. It's more um, it it's a, a revert to a time past and this is this is not acceptable.
3: I don't think it's
1: working because over here in the
3: states what I'm getting from the people you know uh, the people in the twenties and 30s, especially in the, in the younger ages. I think they tired of this shit. Like, like what the fuck? Because I'm I'm glad I'm glad that everything is being said and done the way it's been done out in the open, so people can truly see. Like, look, man, this is what this is how people think, man. Like, it isn't just some people just talking and saying, man. I No, you can see how people drastically think different about certain subjects, and I believe that you know the world, not just. Not just the younger generation, but the world is like this is well, this is total shit, so because it's being exposed as long as it's gonna be here like what, four years, if you get selected again, they're really gonna be pissed off, but you know it just mm-hmm. it brings to light it brings to light all the b s man that we've been seeing for the past seventy five hundred years you know what I'm saying that's mm-hmm. way that's why I take it. What's the
4: good thing? what's the good thing about the global community and how it's connected with the internet and how news. Can spread with like uh, a touch of the finger on the enter button, and yep. and facts can be checked. Mm-hmm. Folks are able to um, be on top of lies, false. <laughs> What's the word again? Alternative.
3: What, what? Alternative. Alternative facts. facts. Alternative facts. Right.
4: Folks are able to check those alternative facts, you know, with a quickness, with the ease of the Internet and the fact that, pardon my French, shit has been documented and easily yep. can be pulled up to prove or to show that that is not the way, That that, that, that is not the way. And... um I get heated on these conversations. You should see me and stuff. like, um, I I can the walls and politics and mm-hmm. stuff. I know <laughs> you. Because because yeah. these things, these things, like a lot of people just don't like poo-poo stuff, but um, it's a reality. It's a reality, and it's something that we should all be aware of, and it's something that we should all know the truth on. And again, folks, um, our Perpetuating these alternative facts, and and um, no, 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 you have to draw a line. You have to draw a line.
1: I get but it. How,
4: you draw a line, but then you're still faced with folks that are thinking the other way. So how do you get them to um, see or? Acknowledge not not even not even to believe but how do you get folks to see um, yeah. past their their um, ingrained um, and messed up thought processes? All right, well listen, that's was it? Kind of, that's kind of messed up.
2: Well, I got, I got, I got your emotional state, and you're pretty much repeating what I be thinking from time to time. And I don't let it eat me alive, even though it could if I let it. Um, so I totally get it. I mean, I really get it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, part yeah. of it's like, this dude is from New York. What the hell, right? So, um, mm. but, but, but beyond that, beyond that, I want to draw. I want to change the subject real quick, which is, um, uh, Tim, you know this, but I don't know Suzanne. Suzanne, if you know this. Or, or Thomas, if you know this, but I'm doing, you know, a second communication mastery. I'm calling it communication for professionals again. I'm taking it back to his original name. And um, uh, so I'm going to be doing them on Sundays. I'm starting tomorrow at 7 p.m. I'm going to do two sessions of, of, of session one. I said that, I think, earlier today. So I'm invited. If you want to be on the calls, you can be on any of them because you're already doing it with me, um, uh, you know, already. But if you want to be on the calls, let me know. I will send you put you on the invite uh list for that particular call. It's gonna be a different number. Well, a different uh ID uh caller call ID number. Um that six digit number is just different. So um uh uh oh okay, guy I just found something else out. All right, so um what was gonna say? Um yeah, let me know. When, um, uh, you know, if you want to be on the call at any time, you can could, you could just come in sporadically. I think you'd get a kick out of it, though, because you'll be hearing, um, you know, different perspectives around it. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm inviting you to come so you can give me some feedback or tell me what you got out of it or whatever, um, since you guys are like the beta beta. You know, like I've done this program before, but y'all are pulling so much out of me. It's like I'm almost reinventing this program because of your listening and your speaking and, you know, your attention to it. So um, I know, Tim, you're going to be on the calls, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, Suzanne, if you want to be on the calls, and Tom, you want to be on the calls, I would love to have you on the calls. That would be awesome. Um, call me and Check me out All right. Cool. Cool,
4: cool,
2: cool. And, Cause and I to, wonder... I...
3: I'm sorry, can I make an announcement yeah. to my friends? Yeah. yeah. Add them to the call.
1: Okay.
2: That's yeah. Yeah. They, they, listen. They need to know. They, here's the main thing. They need to know. Sundays at seven p.m. seven to eight thirty. They need to know. there's ten. They need to know if they if they um they need to start this Sunday or next Sunday. But they need to email me. What's up? Because you know in the in the uh, group chat, you saw that I put out well, what I what I was requested for them, and and so you could copy and paste that and put it in the uh, put it in your uh, your sharing. But the thing is, I want them to, um, if they miss two calls, um, if they miss two calls, um, then I'm, I'm kicking them out because they're not committed. They're going to miss too much and they, they ain't going to get the value that, that the program is designed to do. But I really want to have as many as 30 people on the call, but I want them to be consistent. I don't want people visiting, you know, come in and get yeah. the damn program, damn it, you know.
4: So, is this the same but, group chat that we currently have, or is it going to be a new one?
2: Um, it's a new one. I mean, it's people from the Facebook group for Creative Committed okay. Relations group. That's the only place I put it out there because you know I'm like, yeah, I'm so, nurturing so, the group. Okay. So they won't
4: be added to this particular group chat that we have on.
2: No, no, it's a different group Netflix chat. Twitter. So what I'm going to do is, uh, Tim is in it, so I'm going to I'm going to include you and Thomas into uh, that other group chat too. So uh, right now there's 22 people in the group chat, believe it or not. So it'll be 24 at least then. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I want to have like 30 people on the call. That's what I really would like to have. Um, Cause I know most of them won't be able to talk, but I want to put them in groups so they can talk amongst themselves later. Cause I know it's going to be like, Hey, I need to share what I got. or I got a question about something, you know, like that. So I, I want to be treating it like it's a large program um, so that I can, you know, Get practice in dealing with a hundred people, two hundred people in a room. So. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool.
4: Yes. Please cool. do add me.
2: All right. Good. There, there, there. All right. So. All right.
3: So that's all I got. I'm What's done. The name of it again? You calling
2: it? i call calling communication for professionals. So in the in the group chat, you you may not have paid much attention to it, but you're in it, right? For that for that thing, yeah. right? So I
1: didn't
2: in there, see
3: yesterday. Yeah. say it again. I didn't see anything yesterday, really.
2: Well, you should go there and read it because I've posted a lot of stuff up in there, you know, a lot of feedback and stuff. So, so go in there and read it, and then it will help you to say what you need to say to the people that you, you deal with. And most of them are probably going to be able to make it to tomorrow, but they need to email me because I'm not putting the, the phone number in the group. Cause I don't want people t- coming in and I don't know that they're in and they ch- come in for three sessions and that's it, you know. What I mean, we're not doing that. So, um, email them and um, you know hear from them and like that. So, um, but yeah, read the thread and then you'll be able to. It'll help you better to understand how I want them the your mindset, what they can get, how to enroll them, and all that other stuff. Right.
3: Good to me.
2: Cool. Yeah, and um, Suzanne, when you get in there, I'm inviting you to read the whole thread so you can, ha- you can catch up and keep up with what's going on, right? It's a long thread, though, I'm telling you. Long. <laughs> all, right. So. all right, I'm done. All right. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm
4: all about the reading.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs>
4: Lucky all right. all okay. So I, 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 I look
1: for I was I look forward to it. So I'll I'll right. test your guys later. All right,
0: all right later. All right bye. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye bye. With lucky landslots, you can get
5: lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>